Hello and welcome to the Computer Game Show. Uh, on this, uh, on this week's David, we're not doing that. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Computer Game Show. I'm back, baby. Uh, James is here. Hey. And Matt's here. Hey. No John Denton. Um, in fact, actually, I've got a statement we need to read out. Uh, let's get this out of the way. Looking forward this to hearing is, this. But go on. This is a statement from John Denton. To the TCGS Massive. It's with a heavy heart that I have to say goodbye to the podcast. Between normal work, extra work, and now the YouTube channel, which has grown far quicker than I had ever anticipated, my schedule is just too intense and something had to give. I felt for the past few weeks I was on the show that I wasn't able to deliver the kind of input that I typically pride myself on, usually threatening Matt, I think, uh, and that was only going to get worse. I want to extend massive thank you to all the kind words the TCGS listeners have sent my way this year, and I've thoroughly enjoyed having a place to talk about games again. And cheers to the boys for having me, having me, especially the true main one, Professor James Farley, the King of Canterbury. Much love, and thanks for having me, John. So thanks, John. We've no- shut up. We've we've known <laughs> known this for a little while that uh, John was leaving, and uh, we did everything we can to get him on for one more show, but. The fame's gone to his head. He watches he watches a video and he goes, Oh, that's that's a good song, isn't it? And then Simon goes, Yeah, that's a good song. Oh, see you tomorrow. And and that explodes. And he's getting what, I think they're close to a hundred thousand subscribers now. Um and suddenly he drops us. Doesn't even say goodbye. So part of me is absolutely gutted that John is leaving big part of me because i've loved having him on the show um and, and part of me thinks fuck you john yeah you know when people say oh how much are you paying your sky bill oh you're paying that much you know what we do is right ring them up say you're gonna leave and they'll give you a discount john's like you know obviously his podcast is going places um apart from the games media britlist uh award winners but he's like they're going places i'll sound i'm saying i'm leaving try and double my salary the, there was no salary so he's it's just he, 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 he's, I, I he's just out of air there. He's out of air. I think because um, we all come from a place of saying we really enjoy doing the podcast, and for us, that's enough, you know. But clearly, he didn't have that. So you know what? What can you do? I ain't happy about it. To be honest with you, I'm back to a three man show, not with my two favourite members of uh, the podcast. Well, same here. It's so gone. Shut up, James. Oh, honestly, just also right. Okay, I'm not in the best of moods because um, I've got my list from the last two shows. Obviously, I've been off for the last two weeks. The first week, oh yeah, I was ill, couldn't talk. Um, Ooh, second week, but, but you can stream. Talk, but you yeah. can talk for how long, there, Dave? That's on my list. Should we get? Mm. Should we get to my list? Yeah, because because um, a lot of people have been saying that you know someone needs to come in and crack the whip, whip a little Hang bit. Hang on, and... before we do it, just let it clear. No, no, I... no, 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 Matt. no, no, no. This isn't about you, Dave. I just want to say I didn't actually say anything in the John section. Obviously, I'm gutted John's going out or gone. In fact, uh, I didn't want a silence to make it seem uh, you know that I wasn't bothered. I am clearly bothered. It's annoying, but there you go. Sorry, John. 
yeah, no, I'm absolutely gutted he's gone. But now, yeah. now the focus has to turn to you. Um, right, the first. Okay. I think we've handled it pretty well over the last two weeks. You know, we, we yeah, can... I think given the circumstances, yeah, I think. Dave. Who asked you? I didn't ask for your opinion, did I? No, no. But James just sit down. Just sit down and shut up. Are you going to let I'm me talk? I'm sitting down. Right. Okay. Well, then shut up. Then that's the that's the other part of the command. Um, Ooh, firstly, okay. let's just get this out of the way because it's a bit boring. The um, when you the one where you had the Kane and Rince boys on, you said you went through this whole. Oh, David said you can't predict whether a game's going to be good or not. <laughs> Never said that. Never said that. You completely, completely ignored the point of the argument. Um, the point is, is that of course you can predict whether a game's going to be good or not. For, for for starters, you can't say a game is shit without playing it. Right? No, that's, that's true. Yep. Um, secondly, what I was doing, what started this whole thing, was when I said there better be a good reason for the Android sitting at the back of the bus. That's not the right attitude to have if you want to consider video games as art. It's not the right attitude. You should, games should be able to approach any subject that they want. And they then, should. They should. But you should also be able to look at somebody else's body of work and then say whether you think they, whether you think, whether you predict, they're capable of being able to deal with that sensitively. And in David Cage's case, maybe, but they don't. They don't need a good. They don't need a good reason to approach the subject, do they? Of course they do. They no, need they a reason. To... No, they don't, no, you don't know the reason. We don't know the reason. That's the well, point. Now, and if you're going into go it, going no, no, because you do know the reason. That's, that's the whole point of what we're saying. So you're when, saying so, you when, don't when it need comes a reason. To, when it comes to that original trick tweet, James, <sighs> saying, like... oh, "Oh, you can't," the, and I, I said, you, "There better be a good reason for them to be sitting at the back of the back." That means nothing. How could you have known the reason, James? How could you have possibly known the reason or the context? You don't have to know the reason, but you do have to. You can look at something and say whether something is going to be handled in a good way or not, depending on what somebody else has already done. But you you shouldn't be going. There better be a good reason. I never said that. that, that, I never said that. I said that you thick fuck. I said it, and that's why I said that's what started it all. I said. What I said was wrong. You can't have that approach to video games as an art form by leading off with, like, shaking your fist and going, ooh, that, you better do a good, ooh. Like, it's pathetic. You've got no, to you play the game. You can say, no, no, no. Right, no I, do, I, I fundamentally disagree. Because if, if, if we're going to do out. that about, if we're going to do that about games without coming out, we're as bad as people that talk on, you know, the Daily Mail website and saying, this game's disgusting. Oh, there's killing in it. You know no, what I mean? That's, it's, no, that's it's complete com- bollocks. What I'm trying, what we've been trying to say to you, David, which you just don't seem to be able to get through your head, is that there is a connection between the person who is creating this stuff and the subject that they're dealing with. That's the connection. It's not the content itself. It's whether the person that's making it is capable of being able to represent it in and a good way. And how could you possibly know he's capable Based- of representing that without knowing the context or the things that are in this because game? Because you can look at something and the way that they've dealt with something in the past. Completely unconnected, James. It's a completely different issue. To- you idiots! I just don't understand how you go through life and you can't see the connections between things. I just okay, don't understand so let's, that. Let's shake our fist every time at any game tries to fucking approach no, but a subject you're not, because you're not doing it at any game it's not about the theme or about the idea it's about the person who's making it and whether you feel that they're capable of doing it or not i said it's bollocks i'm willing to i'm willing to say look if he wants to take on these subjects fine i'll sure, go into it experience that. it i'll Absolutely. go into it why are you Absolutely. talking over me he can totally do that he can do whatever he wants with this stuff i don't care about that but what i'm saying is you, you do you care can, about it clearly no, you can't no you can't reserve the right to say based on your previous work, I'm not sure that you're fully capable of doing this. Did I say that? 
What are you talking about? No, what I said was, he better have a good reason. That's not right. <sighs> That's not right. I shouldn't have said it. That was the whole point. And yeah, then you're, I agree and then with you're you talking, I totally agree with you about that. But you didn't it's... understand the point, though, James, because at the next week, the week that I'm off, you're going, he was rubbish. You can't no, say that this no, game no, no, was because you, be no, good because you said afterwards, we've had many discussions about this, where you've started saying, like, oh, you can't know. You can't know how he's going to deal with it. You know, you can't have any idea, you know, whether it's going to be successful or not. And it's like, yeah, you can't. Like say for certain about something, but you can make a prediction so based you're, you're, on previous you're agreeing work. With me. You can't say that. You, you're totally agreeing with me. No, you're saying you can't score something and say for certain, but you can make a fucking prediction. I mean, David, what do you do every time there's a general election and like they like the Tories come out with like a manifesto? Do you look at the manifesto and go, "Oh yeah, this looks really reasonable. I think they'll definitely do all of these things and it'll benefit me." Do you do that every time and just think, "Oh, whatever they've done in the past, that's irrelevant. That doesn't matter. It's what they're saying here that matters." Is that are what you, you saying? Do? Are you are you saying? Are you saying the way governments are run are the same as the way the video games are developed? Of course not. I'm making well, an analogy. Then, well, about, then you're no. just making a stupid analogy. No, then, no, aren't I'm you? making an analogy about making issues. decisions based on prior experience, right, which anyway, you don't seem to understand. But no, go on. I, 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 I'd rather play it and find out. Right? Okay. I haven't played it, but I know, have. We'll, we'll find on. out when I play it. Yeah, but your your opinion on it is is pretty much null and void anyway. But, but we'll get to that. See, again, okay. So now you're now you're saying that I'm not in. A, I'm not allowed to judge this game. Why am I no, not no, allowed no, to no, judge no, this no, game? No, 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 no. That's not what I said. I, we'll talk about it when we get to it. When you talk about Detroit, right? Okay. So th- the first point I've got down is not on the podcast. The, well, it was on last week's show. The show recording times, right? The show recording times are nine o'clock. Like you either put up with it or you fuck off. This this whole oh guys, can we do it earlier tonight? I don't want to go to bed too late. You're in a privileged position of being on this show now. You need to start like note, noting that. Yeah, Matt, we need to break away from this. This is ridiculous. Oh, because good, no, good no, fucking because luck. The thing is, right, good is luck. Those, good no, luck. Those, when we started at eight, it was fantastic. We both of us were still on on the ball by the end of the show. I, I didn't I, feel fed up reading emails and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's great. It's, I give it was zero so fucks, better. James. I give zero fucks. Point two. Right. Hang on, Matt. Hang on. But, no, no I mean, let's not hang on. No, no. Let Matt, let Matt finish. Go on, Matt. What's the fuck about what? Go on, Matt. Yeah, go on. No, basically, it's a bank holiday, so I thought, hey, no, why don't we do it earlier? I'm not, yeah. I'm not expecting every week. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, but then I you were like, like yeah, finish by 10, yeah? And I'm like, mate, it goes on for as long as it does. That's, well, that's I, the I podcast, that. isn't it? I was it? just implying. Okay, okay. okay. Next point, Jesus. Point two, Matt went easy on Kane and Rince, right? So I sent you an email when you announced that Kane and Rince were going to be on the show, right? Leon and Darren. And I said, oh, this is perfect. It's just before the, the Games Media Britlist really pile into them. And you were, you, what was your reply? Do you remember your reply? Uh, probably like, I'll try. Oh, don't worry, mate. I will, was the reply. <laughs> right? Did you bollocks? You, there was one little snidey comment in the, at the start. And then for the rest of the show, you were sucking Kane and Rinch's dick. It was fucking pathetic, Matthew. It was pathetic. What, what happened? What Did you just bottle it? Just, what? There's, there's a few, you know, lively digs, and that was it. Moved on. It's it pathetic. Yeah, I'm going to proper lay into him, Dave. Don't you worry about it. I'm listening to it. I'm like, why don't you fuck off to Kane and Rinse, Matt? Right, number three. I haven't Matt, completed a game in six months. Matt editing, okay? So Matt edited the past two shows. What you clearly don't understand is the sound that I'm trying to create, and it is something we've spoken about a lot, right? So let me just make this very clear. The podcast needs to sound like it's a live show. Right when when you're having these heated arguments and these debates and everything going on, it needs to feel popping. It doesn't need to feel like a cut up sitcom. So adding that that canned laughter at the start, right? Although, regardless of whether the joke's good or not, 
it destroys the whole sound of the show because then it's just like, oh, fuck it, let's just do this, let's chop it all up. It's all about getting the listener to listen to this audio file that, that makes it sound like a live beating show. Instead, we've got canned laughter, which you overplayed. What was that about? Well, I just thought it was funny uh, the further I went on than it. Right, okay, a hard but, cut. but, but it's, like regardless of whether it's funny or not, it doesn't really work. Like, I don't really like losing, using SpoilerBot that much because I want it to sound like a proper, boom, we're here, we're live, we're talking, we ain't chopping things up to try and make things sound differently. This is what happens. And, and we're doing that. So that's the reason, okay, maybe I didn't express myself well enough last time you started fucking around with the show. That's the reason. So next time you go and edit, if there is a next time, you know, stop pissing around with stuff like that. That's why I don't like jingles played every week and all that sort of stuff. So is that, is that clear? I mean, I'll, I'll do it. Well, I guess when it comes to me editing, I'll just do what I think is right in, in the week. Okay. Yeah, you well, do that, that, Matt. That, yeah. um, that brings me to my next point. Um, because, Matt, you need to start understand. Like, this is the last time I'm going to say this now. Right, you've got to understand your position on the show because you have got <laughs> way out of your box. Like, uh, you've got way, like, your. <laughs> what have I possibly done? Matt having a pop about me streaming. So, this was the last oh, straw. Yeah, that, that, that was a piss take. Why was it a piss take? Okay, so, so you were poorly, and I said, yeah, I mean, you told us a couple of days before the recording two weeks ago. Correct. I was like, yeah, of course, yeah, we'll, get, we'll try and get someone else in. We did, we got uh, Down and, and Leon from Kane obviously. Correct. Um, and, um, and, then, uh, and then it was like, we couldn't do it on a Sunday. We couldn't do it on a Monday, as normal. So we're going to do it on Tuesday. You said, oh, you asked if... You said you would be able to make it. I said no, no, don't worry. Just you know, save your voice because we've got no, no. the awards you on said, Thursday. You said you said I want you said, better for the awards on Thursday. You said it would be too awkward asking one of the Kane and Rince boys to not be on. So I said, well, yeah, yeah. okay, do you know what? Fair enough. It's all, I also, yeah, it, uh, no, you didn't hold have on. to record because I wanted you to get better for Thursday. I definitely said no, that, uh, actually uh, in uh, that. That's uh, total bollocks, right? I said that I will record on Tuesday. You said it would be too awkward to ask one of the Kane and Rince boys not to come on. That that's what happened. So when you were recording, I managed to get um, uh, permission to stream on Rush from the devs. So I thought, well, you know, this game ain't even out yet. Let's try and get some uh, strip, like uh, some viewing figures or whatever. I still felt like shit, but you know, it was okay to do that, right? But more importantly, what what is it? Any of your business? How is that any of your business? What what are you saying to me that I would I shouldn't have streamed? Well, I, 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 sorry, I, mean, I, I thought you were like fairly poorly and I, I've wanted you to get better, but then, and then, but you just, I mean, streaming. I, I just imagine if it was James and I, he said, oh, sorry, too ill for the podcast. And then you go on Twitch.tv and we're like there going, yo! Well, for, you know, first of all, first of all, if you'd have said, Dave, I can podcast tonight, and I said no, and you streamed, I wouldn't have, a, have had a problem with it. Okay? If you'd have said, Dave, I can po- podcast tonight, oh, sorry, mate, we ain't got enough seats. All right, I'll stream instead. Wouldn't have been an issue, right? Secondly, again, uh, who do you think you are? So I'm just looking back at my messages here. Um, I said, uh, I asked them both back again, uh, this being uh, Leon and, and uh, Darren. I said, I asked them both again because they're both gracious enough to give us their evenings. This is after we had to reschedule. He said, sorry, man, my voice is a lot better, but now it's a head cold. I could have done it, but it would have fucked me up, I think. I said, oh, plus I'm sure you'll be rough tomorrow and we want you fully better by Thursday in a week off. We'll be better for you. Okay, but I mean, it, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. I just, I just found it a little bit strange. Who you are were, you? Who are you? 
Uh, I, I'm I'm someone who had to like edit. I, this is boring, but I had to like edit and like re- arrange guests because you so do you were ill. But obviously, you were well enough to stream for two hours. That's fine. No, you had to edit because I wasn't able to record on the Monday. I said I was better on the Tuesday. I had my voice back on the Tuesday. Yeah, but you also said I had a head cold. Who the fuck? Oh, more. Jane, Matt, Matt, I don't answer to you. I don't answer to you. This is my house. This is my podcast. It's my rules. It's not yours. <laughs> all right. And 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 the sooner you realise that, the better. The sooner you start it, and it's the last time I'm going to say it, because I've said it and countless times before, I'm here, you're here, right? You went to that nice little swanky do last week. You um, get to go on stage at Res because of me, flat out, end of story, that's it. <laughs> so start so start realising that, start remembering that, because you're getting way too big for your boots, mate, way too big. I'm fairly sure if I hadn't submitted us, we, you probably wouldn't have bothered submitting us for the awards. So I don't. Ah, well, we'll never know. But what we definitely will know is that if I didn't start the computer game show, you'd be doing nothing. Or In, doing interface. interface might be still going to about 20 people. Like, th- that's it. That's flat out. And I'm sorry if that sounds harsh, but that's the absolute truth. It's the I mean, truth. I, and I, I, you've, I you've got to remember Gary it. Dutton at the awards show, so don't worry about it. Next yeah. point. No, there, we, there we go then. When other people are saying it, start to realise it. Yeah. So don't, don't dig me out on last week's podcast. It's pathetic. Anyway, I enjoyed the two shows. Um, they didn't really feel like the computer game shows, but that's fine. It's, it's good to have a break. Uh, I'm back now. I hope that, that now that I've got that all off my chest, we can all just move on. Yeah? Yep. James? Yeah, whatever. Go on. <coughs> How are you? Nothing. Go on. Right, okay. Well, if we want to keep this weird atmosphere up, fine. No, I just, but... don't, just don't get why you have to come on here and be all like, you know, look at me, I'm Mr. Billy Big Bollocks and all that kind of thing. I, I just don't get it, you know? I, it's, I we, don't want to do we, it. We, I don't want to do it, out, James, but I, we put I don't out want some it. reasonable shows, like two reasonable shows. Okay, they may not have been banging, but they were, you know, they were, we enjoyed them. We had a good time. Quite a lot of the listeners also quite enjoyed them. You know, we had some nice feedback. And then you have to come in here and start ripping into us. Like, why? What's the point of that? <laughs> because I don't want to put out a reasonable show. I want to put out a banging show. And so far, I think it's <sighs> been pretty good. And, and, and secondly, like, James, I don't want to get all Bertie Big Bollocks. I don't want to get all Bertie Big Bollocks. But when people are trying to tell me what I can do when you've told me that you're kind of like, oh, we've, we've got too many people to record. Right when you when you've got someone that thinks that he's starting to take over the show and it's all about him, he needs to be told. He needs to be reminded the the hierarchy. I'm the one sure that we I all made it all about on. you by saying you get better. We'll, we'll sort something out. Don't worry about it. Rest your head. Yeah. I didn't you say rest your head on do. Twitch. You huh? don't tell me what to do. No, it's just some friendly recommendation as a, as a friend. Some friendly, well, friendly. Well, I didn't. Not, I didn't take that friendly recommendation, did I? I oh, know you went streaming. So don't. So don't give me the, the don't give me the big big one now. You, Matt, you're a fucking nobody. All right, without me, you're a nobody. So what? What? Have you got anything else to say, or should we move on to follow up? I know because I think you're going to cry in a minute. Right? Should we do listener feedback? I guess let's hear what they said about these amazing shows. Go on. Um. Well, uh, Thomas uh, Innes, a good pod last night, but once again, too mature, too sedate, and too civilised. It was a gentle meander through Waitrose when I wanted a brawl and B&M. We had Mellow Matt exchange thoughts with esteemed colleague Jovial James. It was like Magic FM, all chilled out, polite to a fault. Complete sentences were articulated without uh, without interruption. What's that all about? Can't wait for the return of Dave and John. Well, sorry about that. Uh, So normal services resumed. That is to say, arguing and bickering punctuated by the occasional death threat we're back matt i'm gonna kill you there you go that's top your list off next uh tender p i thought it was a good wait 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 wait, 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 okay matt i noticed this because i thought you'd do this 
I see this. This was an email that we got, and you've just you cut out. Oh, yeah, the sorry, bit about I, me. I, I just you, miss it purposefully. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, not just like went on to the next bit. Okay. Also, uh, Thomas uh, says I would say, however, that James should be considered for promotion to number two in the pod. Given that he's streamed David Cage, the whole David Cage catalogue in recent months, he's proven his commitment to the pod, even if it gets a bit boring when David isn't there to cross swords with. You didn't have to read that bit, but yeah, the other <laughs> bit is, is fine. Um, Make your mind up. Tendo P. I thought it was a good one uh, this time around uh, with yourself, uh, Matt and James. It was a bit more tame episode by comparison to the usual, but I found it engaging, informative and entertaining. I think the main one has competition for the spot now. Both you and James could be the main one. Okay, all right. Let's let's see how that goes. Let's do, I listeners. mean, honestly, James is giving it the, oh, I think we should break away. Oh, could you yeah. imagine it? I'd love it. I love it because within six months you'll be going, oh, Dave, no one's listening. Well, sorry, mate. That's the way it goes, isn't it? In- Interface had reasonable listening figures, David. It was. Well, um... Why do you think that is, James? Why Why do you think Interface had dec- decent listener figures? I mean, decent is a s- stretch, but why well, do you think we we were relevant and good, and so it was it was fine. I had no problem with that podcast. I liked it, but the only reason people listened to it is because they heard f- about you guys through me. I don't think that's true. We no, did that have is, some. That, of course, was... course it's fucking true, James. It's not. There was people. That found out about the computer game show because of Interface. Isn't that <laughs> yeah, true? Okay. Isn't that true? Oh, mate? Yeah, good one. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's good. I didn't nice know you guys did a game one. I was like, yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's just a little side project. But <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's great. Yeah, I, I love the fact that you believe that. Like for for starters, if that is the case, if anyone did happen to do that, the one or two people, right, is because they would have seen your podcast quite high in the charts due to the fact that they people so many people know you from me. I'm I'm sorry to be blunt, and I'm sorry to drop the truths, but this is it. This is it. And it, it, I, I wouldn't drop them if you weren't trying to act the big man and trying to pretend... <laughs> big man. But you see, you trying to pretend like, that, I'm not, that I'm not the main attraction here. Yeah, but you're like Timmy Mallet, you are. And it's like, you know, you've, you've discovered... <laughs> you're like Mr. Blobby, fuck you've off! Dis- no, no, you've discovered, like, Chris Evans and stuff like that, and then but you're still trying to make out that you're still the big one. You know, sorry, whereas, but, you know, sorry, but what, are you saying that you've <laughs> propelled your career onto better things, James? Well, obviously not, but it's... Well, it's well, still, well then, well the then. The point so still stands. You know, another analogy. No, it doesn't stand. It completely crumbles with that point. Right, okay, uh, yeah, next. Uh, Dave, um, is James's, um, like, doctorate also because of you? Or is James allowed to own that one? No, it's got nothing to do with me, not. Okay, cool. Yeah, and you know that, and I don't know why, I don't know why you're trying to be... Like, was that a joke, or what was that? Because you fucked me off in the opening 25 minutes of this podcast, that's why, Dave. Well, you I'm fucked me it. off last week when I weren't around, my, Matt. You try... <laughs> you, you, you were... Look, I, th- I think, like, we put out two two good shows. Obviously, they weren't the same sort of, you know, as lively as a regular TCGS show, but we put out good shows. We could have just not put out shows in, like, the week we were nominated for an award, I think. Which is Do you know what? I, th- I don't think people would have minded, to be honest. And also... The, when you last week when you're going i told david to rest so you're not my boss you don't tell me what to do i'm if anything i'm your boss so what i'm well, telling you, you know to do boss. is shut, i think you should appreciate that and i was like yeah as a friend yeah take the week off we'll sort it out and i think we actually put out two good shows as a friend and then he was streaming he's just can, oh, we, really can, we stop? can we just move on now because it's getting boring can we just it move is getting on boring i agree yeah it's getting boring i agree 
Junkyard Gary Disco. Um, re Black Ops 4. So we talked about, obviously, last week, Black Ops 4 is getting a Black Battle Royale mode called Blackout. Re Black Ops 4. I don't understand why you wouldn't want a COD Battle Royale mode. I don't get on with Fortnite or even PUBG because the combat in both feels wonky as fuck. In my opinion, the Battle Royale concept is exciting, but I'm waiting for the title that is actually enjoyable to play. I think Black Ops 4 will do that. I also think this is the beginning of Battle Royale modes, not the end. That excites me because I can't wait to see what twists various big studios put on the genre to create more polished Battle Royale modes. And I think I've got to agree with Gary, actually, there, because, yeah, look, the shooting in Fortnite is not great. PUBG is better, but but still not I amazing. I thought the shooting but... in Fortnite's pretty good. I like it. The shooting, I mean, it's it's fine. It, it, it's, it's definitely of a type. But yeah, imagine a game, say, like Destiny, with Destiny shooting and a Battle Royale mode. I mean, that'll be mind-blowing. So maybe I shouldn't... Maybe you shouldn't be, you know, so snarky about this. But, um, but for us, I think our comments last week were more about the fact that COD is such a is a game where like the, the lives are you know really really quick, you know, um, and, and the whole point of you know COD is like you die, you get back in within five seconds, you kill, you die. You know, it's really really quick and snappy. Like you know, if it's a hundred players and you die straight away and you have to wait like twenty minutes, half an hour. Like I mean, you, you don't. Why would you, you have can to wait to another twenty minutes, mode, half an hour? No, I mean, like, yeah, no, it, I, I, I was a bit confused by why you were saying, oh, I don't want this. Well, why not? I mean, I, like, it's a good game mode. And as we've said before, it's not so much about Battle Royale games coming out. It's more about existing games, including this mode. Like, I'm bang up for that. I'm bang up for that for fucking everything. They can whack it in everything. I'll definitely give it a go. I mean, if there's one in Rainbow Six, brilliant. If there's one in, you know, other games, fine. You know, Red Dead, if that fucking just shove one in there, good, we'll give it a go. I don't understand what, why you were like, oh, I don't need this. I, I guess I'm just a little bit, a little bit, tiny bit tired of it. But, but yeah, but I think, I think Gary makes a good point. If, if a game with decent shoot mechanics comes out and smashes it, then yeah, of course. And to me, it's, it's less of a genre, it's a mode, you know. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah that's, that, that, and, and that, I think, is where it's going to... That that's what's going to happen to this stuff. It's yeah, going so, to so, be so I think I think what I said last week is you know if you if you're developing a a battle royale game on its own like that that feels flawed. If you put battle royale into other games, that that feels fine. But I, I I can't imagine anyone any other one else you know coming in really other than say someone like a COD or Battlefield. You know a a, a a sort of independent game or brand new IP just just battle royale. I can't see that working. No, it'd be, be like it would be like at this point it'd be like a game coming out with, with just to capture the flag game. Like yeah. that's, that's the way I see it. All right, uh, and, and that's about it. We had some had a couple more tweets about about the show being uh, quite chilled last week, but that's about it. Thank you ever so much for everyone for your feedback. You can leave us more feedback uh, by tweeting us at Computer Game Pod or Twitter, or you can email the Computer Game Show at gmail dot com. Okay, right. Should we get on to the news? We can do the news, James. This um, better be good with all the mouth you've been giving. There is. There's actually, there's been some pretty, well, I think it's pretty interesting news um, this week. I mean, most, a lot of it's been like hardware focused with like, there's the PS4. So we've got the PS4 is heading into its end of life cycle, um, they've said here. And so this is where they've said that hardware sales are still strong, but are beginning to decline. So this year they're predicting 16 million sold compared with 19 million last year. And Sony apparently now wants to focus more on PSN and on subscriptions. And they think that this is going to grow further because more people are going to subscribe because of like exclusive content and exclusive games they're developing, you know, like God of War and stuff like that. And so they're going to start just really to focus on sort of user growth rather than hardware sales. This is kind Did of they the quote God of War in that? No, no, no. That's I just mean like in terms say, of like exclusive that, that, content. That wouldn't be a good so. example because that is literally an offline. 
It is, yeah. But in terms of like, they want to focus on there being more exclusive content, like for the machine. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, also that they mentioned about you know PS Plus being massive. You just mentioned that James saying um, uh, it's gone from two twenty point eight million subs in April twenty sixteen to now thirty four million. Uh, 34.2 million subs in April 2018. Now, it's obviously, loads of people are thinking, oh, what if Microsoft and Sony, you know, gave us free online play? Would that be like a cool differentiator? I think this, and also, you know, seeing Microsoft's figures for Xbox Live subs, like financially, like, that, that, that'll be a big play, sure. Like, a, wow, free online play, but financially, why, like... Why would they know, do that? Yeah, like, yeah uh, 34 no million paying subscriptions. Also, they've just gone up to, like, 50 quid or 60 dollars whatever year from 40 or whatever it was before. So they've all gone up, and there's 34 million of them. There's no way they're going to they're turn that revenue down for see, a while. I see, I think, I think if they if they want to grow stuff like subscriptions, they I mean, it needs to be more like of a, a value proposition, like I think PSN. Like, I mean, already the games they release are pretty good. Like, you do sometimes get some good stuff, but... I mean, see, I think they could still do something with PlayStation Now as well. Like, if they could roll that into the... I think they sort the... of have to... I mean, they, 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 they bought Gaikai. PlayStation Now is there, but um, I don't know anyone that Does has anyone it. use it? I mean, that's I'm not the sure thing I'm always curious like, about. It feels like they've got this. They just haven't dealt with it, handled it well, or incorporated it well. I mean, if they... I think we've definitely discussed this in the past, but if I said, okay... So, well, how much is Play, Play Plus now? Yeah, say it's like 40 quid or whatever. You can always get it cheap online. If they said you prefer 50 quid, but you get PS now, PS now as well, would you pay extra for that? I would, yeah. I, I, I definitely would, because there's a load of stuff from that from like the earlier eras that I didn't get around to playing or whatever, and I'd be interested in doing that. If yeah. it was like, you know, like, like not a massive amount more money, then I'd be interested in it, but... Yeah, I feel like they do need to roll it in because right now it's, it's there in the background. No one I'm aware of is even using it or even bothered about it, but... I don't know. I mean, they obviously saw something when they bought Gaikai. I can't know how much they bought it for, but they saw technology. They thought it would work well. Obviously, Microsoft's mm-hmm. doing doing another, doing another thing, which feels seem quite hoped for. You know, backwards compatibility and this that, and the other, and also Game Pass. Uh, we download full titles, not streaming. Sony have gone the streaming route. It feels like, if anything, they've gone a little bit too early before really super high speed internet is there and or you know and is capable of streaming these games without latency issues. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I feel like there's a yeah, you know, there's definitely work for them to be done in that regard. See, if they also want this to be like a, you know, like a growing the services idea of like like PlayStation Network, if it being like this thing, if you're if you're looking at like in the future with like PS5, if that looks like it's going to be using like the similar like x86 hardware and all that kind of thing, so it will play PS4 games as well. If you can then also say yeah, and if you're a part of this service, you also get access to like all of the other like PlayStation content, you know, through like PlayStation Now. I think that's pretty good. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd this, this is this is it as well, isn't it? I mean, we've we've spoken about this a lot uh, over the years about what Sony's next play is going to be. I think Microsoft have raised the bar on where you, what we expect in the future from our consoles. The the whole hey, not only can you like you could play all your old games, um, and it, is it going to feel more like a pro update? Um, I don't think be, so. I, I think, think it's going to be bigger than that. What we don't want PS Five now. Yeah, I mean, I think it will be bigger, but I've all like surely it's got to play all of the PS4 games as well. Like it's got I'd be, to. I'd be amazed if it didn't. To be honest, because I mean, <laughs> yeah. that would be that would be, be Microsoft level fuck up. Um, because they, yeah. I mean, they shifted over to like PC style hardware, didn't they? For, yeah, like, that's PS4. the whole point. Whereas before it was like, I mean, all the Sony consoles had used their own sort of proprietary weird stuff that yeah, made it difficult to emulate. And uh, but this time, 
I don't really see how there's a massive excuse, but I'm sure somebody will tell me there's a Especially good reason why Especially with like, how many they've sold. Imagine they're like, they're going to sell like, I mean, I think they'll sell about 60, well, they're sold 79.8 million. You know, by the time PS5 comes out, that will probably be over 100 million. 100 million consoles. Oh, yeah, sorry. Your digital game stuff, your digital library that people are now expecting, mm. used to with like iOS, and now obviously with, with, with Xbox and stuff, that's, that isn't going to work on PS5. I think I'll be pretty shocked, and that'll be a, that'll be a crazy. Like maybe classic Sony complacent, complacent Sony like decision, but I can't see it happening, especially given that they moved to X eighty six architecture previously. Well, mm. there's this and and the whole um, you know, are they like what's the crossover period going to be like? Is that going to be mm. a lot more simple than it has been before? Is it going to be um, such a huge jump that new games are are going to quickly move to the new console? I don't, you know, people are expecting more these days because. This generation, a lot of people bought two versions of the console instead of one. And I know that's happened in the past where you've had the Xbox One S, uh, sorry, the the slim model for the 360. Yeah, yeah the 360 and, and the PS3 yeah, and stuff slim like that. and all that, yeah. But, but this one was way more expensive. Like, the Pro was way more expensive than, uh, well, you know... it did more, didn't it? Because it was actually exactly. a hardware upgrade, whereas the so, other ones were just redesigned models. So I don't think people are going to be too happy if they... they ditch the ps4 versions of games like as quickly as they did with the ps3 if you know what i mean like the the transition from ps3 to ps4 was pretty quick mm. um i don't think the ps4 to ps5 transition can be as quick uh, is what i'm saying see also i mean the other bit of news that came from this is that the head of playstation it's um siyoshi kadera has, has said that the ps5 is is at least five uh, three years away now like it's it's not coming soon. It's going to be at least three years God. from now. Uh, which in some ways, God, is... Matt, you were predicting it was being announced last year. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, I just need a couple of years off from consoles. That, that that's good for everyone's but wallet. I think the only thing, I mean, it's good in that t- in that sense. But I mean, the only thing about this is it's giving this is giving Microsoft like quite a long window to have the best spec machine. I mean, Microsoft like, on the always, market. I felt always going to. Jump, jump, jump the gun and get whatever the next Xbox is out before well, they the PS5. To, didn't they? Yeah, they, they mess, will have it? to. They want. They need to make another jump. They want to do what they do with a 360, where they could off the Xbox to get a 360 out to to say this is an X-Gen. And I think they will do that again before PS5. But well, doesn't, that, I mean, doesn't that piss you off as someone that spent so much money more recently on an Xbox One X? Yeah, because I mean, I'd be thinking now if you were Microsoft, there's not a bad reason, like three years from now, to release another Xbox One X, like a better one. You know, just just before the PS5 comes out, because three years is a reasonable amount of time, you know, between machines, you know, to do that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. in three years, I fully expect that we will have a new Xbox. But if it's three years, I'm not too worried about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Microsoft is always going always to jump the gun. They're always, always going to try and get out before PS5. This gives them a window. But this could also be bluffing. I mean, you know, he might say at least three years away. That, you know, doesn't mean that's actually going to be the case. It's almost like we don't know, isn't it? Okay, it little is, yeah. story. Yeah. Okay, so next one is um, like Nintendo is going to start selling the Switch without a dock in Japan. So so far, this is Japan only, and they've also but it's been confirmed it's not happening in the US yet. But the bundles are only going to include the Joy Cons and the Switch, so there's no dock and no power adapter and no like cables or anything at all. And I mean the point they've said for doing this is that it's going to be like people pick it up as a second console like so you know with the family you'd have like more than one you pick up this one so 
the price differences, it's like $244 for this version and $293 for the one with the dock. So you're like, it's like $50 like difference or whatever. $50 basically. difference, but then they're selling the dock for $100, right? Yeah, I know. It doesn't make any sense. But I yeah. mean, the, yeah, yeah, yeah it makes well zero buy sense. The, buy the docked version and leave the dock. Also, you might if, as well if buy it's the dock console, version and sell the dock. Or, like, yeah, it's... That, or if it's a second console, put a dock on another TV in the house. Yeah, well, this was yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is that if you want one, a console without a dock, buy it with a dock and sell it for like eighty quid or whatever, eighty dollars or whatever, mm. and it will come out cheaper than what Nintendo. Yeah, I don't think they mentioned that in the, in the press release. Um, no, <laughs> they didn't. Um, but it's um, it's it's a strange one because I never would have predicted it. Like we mm. we, I mean, we were talking about possibly um, a TV only version of the Switch or uh or or this yeah. version without a dock and we were saying well that doesn't that defeat the whole point of what the switch is but it um, doesn't in this case though does it because the whole point is that the use i mean in their words the whole use case is that if you've already got one you know so then you've still got all the stuff to put it on the tv if you want to anyway yeah um i it's a it's a strange move and and, and one that uh, okay it might fit into people's lives and the more options the better i guess i just i never saw it coming and if that if the demand's there for it then why not yeah, it's no, just I mean, weird. I mean, for me, it's just. The, I mean, I'd be interested in this if the price difference was quite a bit bigger, because it would be nice to have another one in the house. But it's it's the the amount is too still far too much. I mean, yeah, yeah, when, when you consider one. when you consider the saving is half the price of a jot dock. Yeah. It, it does, but come on, you know what I mean? Like we're not. You can just look it up. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous, but. There you go, whatever. Okay, it's there for people that want it. I, my advice is buy one with a dock and sell the dock. If, if it ever comes out over it. Any, any Japanese listeners, that's, that's what you've got to uh, do. James, when you say so. you love the second one, I, I presume a second one for your kids. Like, yeah, because yeah. you see every weekend now, because they only play it on the weekend, but I hate getting it back kind of like on Sunday evening and like having to spend ages cleaning it because it's all just like greasy and just like it's just horrible. Yeah. It's, um, it'd be nice not to have to do that. It's just horrible. Yeah. Wet wipes. Okay. Yeah. okay. They, they're getting banned soon, aren't they? Bloody hell, what is the world coming to? Okay, go on. So, next one is Battlefield 5 has been announced. So, this is it following has. Call of Duty last week. Uh, we've got this. So, it's set in World War II, um, but unlike Call of Duty, there is going to be a single-player campaign, but that's going to be similar to Battlefield 1. So, they have... What was this, David? Because you played this. It's, they say it's like this war stories around the world. Yeah, it, did I you... did. It's sort of, it was like little chapters rather than a coherent um, story. Mm-hmm. It was okay. It worked quite well. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't really get on with the uh, Battlefield... Uh, single player campaigns mm-hmm. um and and yeah i was a little bit bored of the uh the one from the last ba- battlefield one uh but whatever okay i i you know it's it's funny um there's there's always been this thing about you know should they even bother with a, a campaign um and you know maybe not like the the i totally get the reason why call of duty are dropping it um, I'd like to see if there's a price dif- difference with that, but I bet not. Now they've uh, focused yeah. on the on the battle royale uh, aspects of it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Dice have the the team to put together a good campaign, so there's no reason why this can't be good. Um, it'd just be interesting to see whether it's just they've always felt like a bit like, oh, this is kind of what it's like online, but we've added a story on top. Um, mm. And they 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 did a little bit better with Battlefield uh, One for sure, um, but I'm um, yeah I'd interested to see how much effort they've put into the the campaign for this one. 
I, I still think it's a shame that like Call of Duty is getting rid of rid of them really because it was the only thing that I really enjoyed about those games because I mean particularly I mean not so much in like the last sort of ten years I guess but in the beginning there was like this real attempt to like try and tell like a story and like try and tell like a story yeah, but like God historical damn, combat. How long ago was that? When was I the know, last that was night good. where you thought, yeah, this really is? World yeah. War Two was okay, but only okay. Yeah, but I know I, I know what you mean. It's just I don't know it's just a bit of a shame. I mean, it just it just it gets to the stage where like the games become more and more like Wolfenstein basically in terms of like the way that they deal with stuff in that it just yeah. becomes more and more sort of just there it's a general you know, World War Two, World War One is a general theme, but it's not really actually that anymore. It's just No, and I used think there a is a market for that. There is a market yeah, sure. for a proper um, you know, realistic um mm. portrayal of, of a war, a horrific war um single player uh, type experience but um obviously they've they're it's not, not doing it anymore is it it's it's done right, so anyway let's see if someone tries to take that up mm-hmm. you know what i mean tries to fill that gap because you know call of duty hasn't done it for a long time um battlefield for yeah all right it was okay but it was it didn't really have that feeling towards it you know mm-hmm. um uh and i i think yeah i think someone could take that and run with it it's just whether it would be financially viable you know because everyone sighs when world war Two comes up still it's like yeah. oh god we're doing world war Two again are we it's like yeah no, there was a bit we've of not had a good world there. war Two game for but, a yeah. long time yeah mm. so anyway with this there's also a bunch of new modes as well for the multiplayer so there's one the first one's called combined arms and this will allow like it's for four players to take on co-op like raid like engagements um, with like, there's gonna be like multiple objectives and stuff. So that uh, that that actually interests me because I yeah, like that great. like that sort of stuff. Then we've got the second one is called Grand Operations, and it's like a massive, like 64 player engagement that will play out over three or four individual mich- matches. Which I mean, it's not battle royale, but you know, it's that well, that, that, that's the strange thing. So um, yeah, so it's, it's basically every day is a full match, and you advance the next day. I guess if you win, and if you don't win, you out. How does it work? I don't know, but I assume that sounds about right, okay. but I, I can't say. Dave? Go on, what? Okay. All right. Um, what? So, well, no, I thought you wanted to know if you had any comment about those two modes. Were they interested no, no, you no, or no, not? I mean, there's there's also another mode. So, it's very, so there's Grand Operations game mode. Every day is a full match, and it always advances the next day. I've got some notes here. Uh, and then basically says there's also another mode called Day 4. It says Day 4 only has a chance to happen if there isn't a clear winner from previous Grand Operations mode. And Day 4, it sounds like Battle Royale to me. It's last stand, limited ammo, no respawns, and whoever lives to the end wins. So it feels like Day 4 is their version of Battle Royale, but that only happens if these Grand Operations games mode haven't resulted in a clear winner. So that, that well, it depends, it depends yeah. doesn't it, Matt? Not everything's Battle Royale. I mean, the, 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 we've had Survivor... Know, but if you listen to that description, it sounds Battle Royale. Well, no, what, what defines Battle Royale? Well, I mean... Just the, no respawns? Well, yeah, I mean, like, this, this feels like it sort of... It, it it defines it for me. It doesn't mention about circ- circles and the game out getting smaller, but you know because yeah, you... they're the stuff. They're the stuff that defines it. There's, so the circle getting smaller, the loot based yeah, stuff, the loot, all loot of that stuff, sort of stuff. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Like, but you know... what what I'm saying is that we've had no respawn death matches for fucking years in video games. So I do, it's not necessarily the same sort of thing. No. Um, I mean, it could be. I don't. I don't know. And it's hard to comment on these game modes from these. You really do have to play them. So, I mean, I've played game modes that you just think this sounds awful. I remember when Titanfall first came out, and everyone was like, "Bots? Are you kidding me?" And then you play it, and you realise this is genius. Like, this is fucking genius. Um, 
So it's yeah, it's hard to really get a handle on whether these game modes are, are going to be that great. Did they say if the big war stuff was returning, where it took you through? Because in Battlefield One, you played out real well, technically, you know, in air quotes, real battles, uh, and then it gave you a little bit of history with like they were the sort of bigger game modes with lots more players. Does it mention I, anything like that? that I, yeah, think, I, mean, I, I can't think that'd be the, in this. Yeah, no, this that'd piece. be like the sixty floor player engagements or whatever. It's his grand operation, so maybe they will be like. Yeah, I think that's probably battles. that, isn't it? I, I mean, they, they were pretty good in Battlefield One, so I'm good. It'd be good to see them come back. But yeah, um, um, all the changes. I mean, there, there's a huge uh, uh, thread on Reset Era, which lists every change. And there's, lo- I mean, basically now all there's it was gone. It's gone back to four classes. There's assault, medic, scout, and support. All of them now actually can do a full squad revive, but the medic. Uh, revives quicker so I think that could be quite interesting so the, the, there is still a, a need for a medic it's just that um, everyone else c- c- can can do things like that um, well, there's that and obviously health packs and stuff uh, the medics will have um, yeah I, I, I think that's needed actually because when you've got a team that, that can't revive you it just really fucks you off the amount of times you die in that game uh, certainly for me anyway I was getting like, hammered it just put me off a little bit and the amount of times I could have been revived but I had no medics around me it was like oh, what's the fucking point so letting everyone revive seems like the right yeah. thing to do you, you can build fortifications like tank stoppers and trenches and yeah I saw something there. like oh it's got Fortnite stuff and then I read it and I was like, well, I don't really feel like Fortnite stuff. It's yeah. like, don't sound like it sounds more like, um, you know, the zombie modes where you can build up forts and stuff in Call of Duty. Yeah, also you can build like that. sort of defences in Gears of War horde, uh, horde mode, couldn't you? But yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, only supports can build offen- offensively defence fortifications, such as machine guns, field cannons, and they're much faster building everything than everyone else. Um, there's much less ammo now on spawn, and you have ammo after a few fights, so you have to like grab ammo elsewhere, crates and whatnot. Um, every gun has a unique recoil. Uh, basically, there's tons of these changes listed on this thread, and it all sounds really, really exciting, actually. So, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, it's good I'm to see that they're not just resting on what they could. Like, they're not just laying back and doing what they know that they can do. They're actually attempting to make yeah. a there's new also game out of a mode called tides of war which has like daily weekly and monthly challenges with overarching chapters and quest lines that give you unique items and cosmetics i mean yeah great okay um also um there's gonna be i mean what i thought was interesting with this is there's gonna be no premium pass for the game this year so if you buy the base game, all the content that comes, you'll just you'll just get that as well. They're going like, to needs to happen. Needs they're doing to happen. that, and then also there's going. They said there's going to be no randomized loot crates. They said like no randomized ones, but then that maybe that means there's still going to be loot crates, but just they won't be random. You know, you'll get some idea. We'll so see. I mean, that is quite interesting because I mean that follows on from all the you know Battlefront Two stuff where people got really angry about it, and it does yeah, seem it was, that EA it was has, never really you know, it never responded. really a problem with um, Battlefield. To be honest with you, it was Battlefront yeah. where it was a, a total joke. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, the, yeah, I think they, they're saying the right things, so I, I can't wait to see what it looks like. Um, and obviously, the the big news that was buzzing around the internet was the that there are female characters on there. Yeah, which... some people got angry about this, which is uh, did oh, they? Really? Quite I funny. mean, some people yeah. some people did, yeah. But 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 then I, I saw more people trying to go, hey, those nasty people, those not those people that are against it, fuck them off, mate. Why are you talking about them? Like as if they've, th- I don't know. It's just fucking weird. We all know, we all know 
that it's not a problem. We all know that it's not a problem. We all know that Battlefield has always been not like not exactly historically accurate. As James was kicking off with last last time, do you remember Battlefield One, mm-hmm. the yeah, airships right. or whatever? You know what I mean? know, it's not. It's, I mean, that's what that's what I was talking about earlier, like as well, like you know how it's become like these games. They become more. It's like a World War theme rather than like any attempt to try and make it accurate at all. Although t- there were women fighting in World War Two, so this that doesn't work either. I mean, it's I don't know this is stupid. Uh, okay. Um, okay, so we got that happened. Then also, I mean, the final piece of news was that John Bain, uh, known as Total Biscuit, has died. And, uh, yeah, he died of cancer. He was 33. Yeah, and, it was horrific. Um, a f- f- 33-year-old man dying yeah. to that disease. And he he was... And the, the only thing that I had to say about this, right, is that... He was a controversial figure in some people's eyes, and he uh, you may not have agreed with his point of views, or you may have thought he was, you know, um, leading hate mobs and stuff like that. I'd read all that sort of stuff. Um, I, I don't understand, like, the man had passed away, and I'm seeing people, like, getting into his politics on the, on that day on forums and on Twitter and stuff like that. I just didn't feel comfortable with that shit, man. I just think let 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 things leave that side of things at the moment because a guy, you know, the the man's passed away and he was he was a big part of gaming. He was a big part of gaming media, um, and it was it's sad. It's extremely sad. Let's let's not start jumping around and screaming politics at the top of your lungs like the moment he dies. It just makes me feel it just makes me feel horrible. Actually, mm-hmm. I was like. But I was I felt pretty fucked up about it that day. Like, it's fucking horrible. It's horrible. So wh- whatever you thought of him, you know, if if you didn't like the man or whatever, just let time pass. And then maybe there's maybe I don't know what the right time is to start bringing all this stuff up. Mm. But the there and then just felt made me feel sick. To be honest with you, I didn't want to like I don't know. Sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's but like. I knew nothing about him, to be honest. You must have heard of him, though. Yeah. Have you not heard of him, No, no, I've heard of him, but I didn't know anything about all the background of what was going on with the whole thing, because I don't... No, nor did I. I didn't really really follow, like, all those, like, YouTube people and stuff like that. I don't know anybody, so it's, you know, I'm not really... I don't know. I I don't know. Similar to what you said, really. Mm. Okay, should we we do what you've been playing? Should we move on to that that, Is that it for the news, then, That's the end of the news, yeah. Okay. Let's do what you've been playing, and we should probably start with Detroit, uh, because James yeah. has been, you know, it's the big release this week. Um, I've seen various different uh, conflicting views from different sides of the internet mm. about this game. I want to hear what you thought of it, James. Um, well, it's funny, because, I mean, I started f- streaming it on Friday night, and I'm only four hours in. Right? I'm not, I'm not, this is why at this stage, I don't feel like I can really say what I think about the game, because... I don't know where he's going with all like the, the, the well, I'd like to say threads that are sort of there. So it's kind of difficult to sort of like make any kind of a judgment at all. I mean, what I can say about it though is that so far it's more beyond two souls than heavy rain to me. Like it feels more like that. Like the like the pacing certainly does. And I mean but it does look fantastic. It's I mean, it's up there with like I'd say with like God of War in terms of wow. like how good yeah, it's it's really good. I've like, seen clips of it, Matt. It looks fucking insane. Yeah, There's a bit it where is. like it does look great, but 
bit where one of the characters walking through like a room full of pigeons or something, and I was like, whoa, that looks fucking incredible. Yeah, it does look really, really impressive. And also, I mean, that has really helped the performances as well in terms of like lip syncing and all that kind of thing. It looks good. Like there's, it's not like, you know, like with all the other games, it always looked a bit ropey and it kind of, that added to the comic effect. I, well, I don't know. That's, I mean, like, but Heavy Rain at a time, I felt looked good. It's yeah, just, I think you might, you've also come to him late. Yeah, it doesn't look so good now. It's, well, uh, it looked yeah. incredible at the time, how, Matt. You're how, right. How are the eyes, James? How do they look? Uh, they look, again, they look a bit better. I mean, they're less sort of... It depends, because they're if you're looking scary. at androids, then the androids are still scary. But the, the regular people, not so bad. I mean, it, that is the, the side of the game that I, I think they have nailed to a degree. It's significantly better. And also the controls as well. Like, the controls are significantly improved on the other games that I've played. I mean, you know all the troubles I had with those games, with, yeah. like, the ridiculous stuff. Are you stuff. talking, like, general I mean, sort of movement, like the tank-style no, controls? No, movement is, movement is fine, but also just, like, the QTE stuff is not like it has been before. Like, it still does all the stuff where, you know, if you want to, like, open a door, you have to, like, you know, do, like, a sort of a combination with the depot, like, with the, the stick or whatever. But what I did really like with this is I do like the way that it uses the DualShocks um, touchpad as well. And because so few games actually use it, and it uses it in quite a good way like for when you're like reading magazines and stuff you can use it to like swipe up and swipe you know like you would do if you were holding an ipad or whatever i like that i thought that was that was a nice touch well, um, so what, the... what difficulty did you put on because I, I started watching your stream on friday but i want to play the game myself so i didn't watch past like, the, f- the first five minutes but i did notice when you first started that there was a difficulty selection so which yeah. did you go for in the end i went for experienced because <laughs> okay. i mean oh, what well, you're having a laugh <laughs> well, we no, spent 45 we, minutes opening a door on one of these there games was, there was casual or experienced and I asked the chat and the chat said I should play experienced yeah of course because, they did they I mean, also I they tell were, Matt to do the wrong thing in Dark Souls all the time yeah. I, mean, I think they were hoping that it would lead to more sort of just mistakes yeah but definitely this is this has been what's funny though because actually because the QTE stuff is implemented so much better in this I'm nailing everything in this, honestly. Like, if you watch this, I've made very few mistakes, like, when playing it, because it really is significantly better than earlier games. I mean, especially, I mean, I've been going back and playing Fahrenheit, and that game, the QTs in that are insane. Like, absolutely insane, and, like, incredibly difficult. Whereas this, they really nail it. It's it's much, much better. Um, so that that's the good stuff. It's, I mean, it really does look really good. The dialogue also is is better, in general, I think, than earlier david cage games like the it doesn't feel quite so sort of like wooden and i mean i wouldn't say that it's like sparkling or anything like that but it's still it's significantly better like they it, the scripting is much better i think um also i mean the opening section of the game which i don't know if you saw any of that matt did you see any of that no 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 i mean i i i didn't want to see any of the game because it was well, myself i mean the opening section is basically the trailer that they had you know with the guy the android that's trying to stop the other android from like killing this is the one on the roof yeah yeah it's, okay. so you play through that and it introduces the game mechanics and it's kind of like a it this it starts to go back to sort of a heavy rain like approach to that like where you get to like analyze the scene and stuff like that and it it introduces that again that is not bad it, the way it's the way it's introduced is not too bad i didn't get frustrated with any of that it really worked very well there's no problems at all and the opening scene is quite good it's i quite enjoyed it it was um it was quite a good introduction especially but like isn't, you know, it, choosing- isn't this the domestic abuse scene no no this is the one on the top of a building where you're trying oh, to I thought that was talk the- down a Right, okay, Android. gotcha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the domestic abuse comes later. I'll get to that. Um, but the thing is, is this opening section was good where, you you know, you still have to make dialogue choices and 
also the stuff that you pick up in the in the scene before you go and talk with this this rogue android that helps you with the dialogue as well so you get like more options that you can unlock so then you know there's a higher chance you've got a success that it won't be like a disaster so also as you're playing at the end of every chapter you get like a when the chapter's finished you get a flow chart which shows you like what you could have done you know, during this. So it like you get this massive flow chart which shows you all the different options. Some of them are just kind of things like, you know, you could have looked at this bit of evidence but you didn't and stuff like that. And to be honest, I've been trying to avoid looking at that because I really wanted to just make this my story. Like I didn't really want to think too much about the other ways I could have done it at this stage. I'll think about that maybe when I finished it. But I don't know, I mean some people don't seem to like the flow chart because they feel it kind of spoils the idea of it being your story, you know, no, you but, know I mean, it, but, but you see a flow chart after you've made your decisions, right? Obviously, yeah, you yeah. see, so you see I, it later, I, I but like then because it, I mean, it's seen... it's good, but then it also takes you out of it being like a game in a sense. It, it makes it more of a, more of a game, yeah. I can see that. because, but, but then, then, but then I suppose like that 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 wasn't a problem in the Walking Dead or the um, uh, Life is Strange games, right? Because yeah, did, but they exactly show that first. right at the end of of the game, though, like not no, at no, the no, end of every section chapters. Just the yeah. episodes you saw, you saw the choices. Yeah, but at the end of every, at the end of every like episode, rather than at the end of every chapter in that episode, you know, like where and it with that it didn't, it, yeah, it did show you some of that stuff. But it, I mean, for me, that was like a nice thing that you got at the end after you'd finished everything and you saw everything in context. With this, it's like you don't because you only see the flow chart for the bit you've just done, and it's like it's not for the whole whole game you see what I mean okay. I'm nitpicking with this but it's just something I just thought um, I'm, it's not something I hate it's just something I'm not really particularly interested yeah, in I mean after I saw that on like, one of the reviews or previews I thought oh, that was quite interesting because obviously Heavy Rain has tons of different endings and branching paths here and there but mm. uh, unless you say oh to, to your friends you know, well, what did you do well, what did you get what happened in yours you don't really you might not even appreciate or understand that there is loads of branching paths. So I think it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see it but I do also see how that would take you out of the experience and make it seem much yeah. more like a game with decisions here and there. So, as I said, the beginning starts pretty well. And I quite, I found, I mean, I was looking for stuff, because you know what it's like when you're streaming, you're looking for stuff to say, you're looking for stuff to be entertaining and that kind of thing. But it was quite good. There was nothing really there that I could rip to pieces because it was, it was fine. I I really thought the opening was pretty good. It was quite fine. But then after that, it kind of, it really, really slows down, like super slows down. And my main takeaway from the last four hours is being tedium. Because what he does, okay, what's happened, what the, what Quantic Dream have done with this is that they start, like you start off after this, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but you spend a lot of time doing like domestic tasks where you just are doing stuff like clearing plates, cleaning the toilet, all this kind of stuff. And I know, I understand why he's done this. I understand that this is because I assume he's trying to like set the scene of showing that like these androids are doing like domestic tasks. They're being treated like servants, all this kind of stuff. You know, this is kind of the idea, but I don't really feel it works very well because there's no sort of internal monologue for the character, like for the character you're playing as. So you don't really see how this is affecting the Android at all. And also, I mean, most of the tasks this character, these, these characters are doing, it's like, 
I, if it's trying to show how bad the androids are being treated, then I don't think it works because most of the tasks that you perform for like the first like four hours or so are stuff that I do every day and like you would do every day. And I don't feel like I want to rebel against depression. It's just, you know, you have to tidy up the house and you have to do these kind of things. And they're not really being treated particularly badly like by anybody, you know, from, from this. There's a couple of scenes where the characters are outside, like the, the androids are outside and they get like, you know, like stuff shouted at them and stuff for being androids. But the other problem that I really found with this is that there's no real sort of setting of like what these people are, like what these androids are, like to what extent, you know, how self-aware are they? How human are they? And I know that the whole point of this is you're supposed to discover that through the game, but you don't really, there's no ground rules, like no ground settings of like, how were these androids developed? Like, how do we, you know, how are they breaking their programming? You know, why, why are they behaving some ways? There's scenes that contradict themselves, like where you get stuff where one of the androids will say, oh, you know, they don't feel like pain, but then you'll see some, like one of them get punched and he's all like, you know, doubled over and stuff like that. And maybe that, you know, they're trying to show, yeah, this, this character's, you know, this one's breaking his programming, but you know, but why, you know, there's not really, well, yeah, but you're explained. doing this thing. You did this thing with heavy rain, right? Where yeah, you were playing it in bits and it's... saying, "Oh, I don't understand why this is yeah, happening," and no, then but... it, then you find out why that's happening. I know that's that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it's it's going to become clearer towards the end. But you see, usually when you, I've watched a lot of science fiction with with stuff like this, with similar kind of stories, and they usually they will set the like the scene of what the base standard is for these machines, like what they do and what their like intelligence is, what their thing is. But they don't do that with this. So you're not really sure if this is normal or not. It's it's a bit but you know, that's that's like another thing. But I mean the other thing about it is that that I mean, aside from these tasks being really boring and really monotonous, and they really do go on for a long time, and it's very difficult. I mean, as I was streaming it, it's very difficult to stream something like that because there's nothing like particularly interesting or funny or anything about it at all. It's just boring. It's just really boring to do. And even if it is scene setting, it can be. I mean, to be honest, David Cage has done that better in earlier games. Like in Fahrenheit, they did that a lot better in, in earlier games. And in Heavy Rain as well, it was done significantly better. If this is trying to show how mundane these, these androids' lives are, then I don't think it's the right way to, to do it. Because it's the same life we all have. We all have to do this. This is not yeah, no, something... Yeah. I know, I know what you're saying. They, 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 I mean, it's kind of different when you're tidying your house and you're being forced to tidy someone's house. There, there, there's a difference there, isn't there? Well, yeah, there is a difference. But then... I mean, okay, so obviously, I mean, you've got the fact that they haven't got a choice in doing this because it's their programming. But on the other hand, it's, yeah, it's tough. I, I have to think about this a bit more, you know, by the time I finish the game. Yeah. Now, the other scene that was quite interesting is we did get to the domestic violence bit. And this is where I really feel, I mean, it did, it was really poorly handled, like really poorly handled. I mean, it, I mean, what we saw in that trailer, like, you know, we saw that trailer where they showed, like, the things that were happening with that. That is all of it. That's the whole thing. There's not any more, like, context provided to that at all. Like, it, that is exact, pretty much exactly what I played was what you see in the trailer. So it really... And there's no sort of, like, real sort of build-up or explanation beyond the fact that this is a bad man. Like, this is a bad man who is doing bad things. And it doesn't feel... The, like, his anger goes from like zero to a hundred, like almost instantly, and the whole scene just feels really unearned. Like it doesn't feel; it feels very uncomfortable, and I I didn't but it, find it enjoyable that, at all. Like what they're trying to do. I mean, I've seen films where the a scene is shocking, and I don't think well that it hasn't earned the right. Like it's doing that to no, make no, an but impact. You, 
But the thing is, they don't build the character enough for you to feel any sort of connection to why this is happening, like, at all. There's there's really not enough, like, done to actually sort of build this, like, why this man is like this. There's not enough. Like, there really isn't enough to make to make it, to make to make that level of violence and to show what, what you see in this, to make it, like, worthwhile and to make it have some sort of resonance with people. You have to build the character so you can understand what's going on. And I don't think they really do that here. I mean, well, I mean I, the, I the, I sh- the show that's going for shock. Like, I mean, if you think about yeah, some but then shock... That's, yeah. But then that's that's pathetic. Then if if you're just going for shock, then you can just you can put scenes like that in wherever you want. But then you can't claim that you're dealing with serious issues if you're just trying to shock people. It doesn't work. I mean, one of the worst things. I mean, I sent it to you. There was that that the, the only scene setting they do is with that like the child's drawing where there's like a child like <laughs> oh, that you know you hilarious. go <laughs> exactly. And that's I mean that was the funniest bit in the whole game because that was so sort of like on the nose of like trying to sort of show this is a bad man. This is what happened before, but. That was that was the only scene setting they provided. So, yeah, like, so, is- so to give you give you context, listeners, um, there's a scene where, uh, as the android, you open a box of drawings, and it might as well just be a like it's drawings from the child that's involved, and it might as well just be a slideshow of everything that's happened. It was like within sequence as you're flipping through these drawings, like it's telling a story in the most direct way possible. I think I think the thing is. And I've been thinking about this a lot because I watched that that scene, and yeah, it, I mean, it is embarrassing how how it's basically it might as well just be a bit of text, you know, saying this is what happened. Like it wasn't, it, it just seems so um, not surreal. Is it's not the right word? It's, it's just, just poorly. Like, it's poorly put together. I mean, it's just, just a, it's, like obvious. It's really hand-fisted, like, like the way right. it's been done. It's yeah. I think the way because this stuff has been in David Cage games before, and Yes, it is stupid, but I've never really found that sort of stuff um, game breaking for me. Like, it's never really destroyed that. Like, I've I've never been one to like properly get frustrated and and wound up. With oh, that really? Stuff. I so mean, that's maybe films, why I'm a little it's bit like more... the, some exposition in films is just like Jesus Christ. Okay, we get it. You don't have to, you know, smash over the yeah, head. But then like, it, we exactly. Then it's bad exposition. Then and yeah, in like, this case, this yeah. is bad exposition. Like, it's, it's, it's just like a, it a lazy way of like quickly getting the story. It's, it's like when films use a, a voice, a, a narrator. So yeah, they they didn't or couldn't be bothered or didn't want to have to do the scenes leading up to it to give give context or explain, explain why things are happening. And let's just do a voiceover to quickly get all that stuff out of the way or other or other things. You know, I see a lot of it in American dramas. But like, hang on. So what you're saying is the bomb's going to be blown up tomorrow? You know, it's like it's like yeah, 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 it's yeah. like the characters yeah, explain it for the people who read. Yeah, and I don't can't think understand. anyone. I don't think anyone's defending it, James. That's not what we're doing. Yeah. What, what I'm saying personally is that it doesn't bother me as much as it does other people. Yeah. And maybe that's why I've got less of a um, an anger towards his games, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's not the well, only reason, obviously, but it's like it's a reason why. Because, you know, I've been seeing a lot of stuff and a lot of people seem to be perfectly happy with the game. A lot of people yeah. seem to be really frustrated with it. And I think that's probably one of the major things, you know, there was plot holes in all of his games, but and mm. I recognize them, but they didn't destroy the experience for me. And I yeah, think some people, it's a level of tolerance with that stuff that, that seems to be the polarizing aspect of and you see, a lot that's of the storytelling. What, and that's what I think is interesting because when I was thinking back, cause I've been playing Fahrenheit as well. And I was thinking back to how, when I first played that, and how I loved it when I first played it. I really, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. But then when I've gone back, you know, I've, I've, I've found it, it's, it's not, it's not a great game. But then also that may also be because there's been, 
there has been a big evolution in storytelling in games like over the last sort of 10 years or so where there has been a lot of really good like well well like well written stories and everything which really do show that it can be it can be done like in a in a great way but you know Fahrenheit may have tried but it kind of failed whereas i feel my problem with this is that the thing with Detroit is they try and take on the whole like androids and ai and the impact of this on humanity but the way it's done is so cliched and obvious that it doesn't seem, I mean, so far, I'm only four hours in, but it doesn't seem to have anything new to say about this beyond what has already been, like, explored in, I would really say, like, countless other forms of science fiction. Like, there's been so many, like, attempts at looking at this about what it means to be human, you know, this kind of thing. And that's fine. It's completely fine that if David Cage wants to explore that, that's fine. But... I can't say that he's using this medium, like the video game medium, to tell the story any better than anything else that I've ever seen, if you sort of me. And that's why I can really understand if some people have played this and they think it's fine, I'd be I, I can completely understand why, because it is fine. It's this this is what I was getting into when I was talking with people in the chat, is that I don't think that this is a bad game. I really don't think it's a bad game. I think it's tedious for quite a lot of it, but I don't think it's a bad game. It's certainly not I mean it's not as bad so far as like Beyond uh, Beyond Two Souls, which was a mess. I mean, that was like a uh, narrative mess. It was terrible. I it was so boring. It was you know there was things happening that you know didn't make any sense at all. This does it, it's following a logical pattern. It's it's fine. And there was one scene in particular in this which I really did enjoy. Um, which like the people in the chat even were like, actually, this is cool. Like there was one, there was one section of the game, which I'm not going to say anything about because it is really good. And it was, I mean, it's ripped off from a film, but it is still really, it's really well implemented in this. And I, this is why I'm still hopeful that when I go back to this, I'm going to start streaming again on Tuesday, that it is going to pick up and it's going to get, you know, like a, it's going to improve because at the moment, my main problem is, is that it's just too much that is just really tedious and dull and, you know, not really very interesting, but it's fine. It's not a terrible game. It really isn't. I mean, it's definitely not like a four out of 10. I mean, that's, that's absurd. I, I was it's, really it's happy not... when I saw the review scores. I mean, cause the review scores have been pretty largely good, haven't they? I mean, like eights mm, and, not really. and it's, nines it's, and nines it's, it's no, no, it's really, it's quite polarised. You've got, like, oh. you've got some people that are, like, giving it nines and stuff. Then you've got others, like, I mean, Video Gamer gave it, like, a four, uh, you know, like, out of ten and stuff like that. It's, I mean, people have different takes on it. I mean, I need to wait until I've played the full game because I can't say, but I'm still hopeful that something is going to come out of this. I just hope that it's going to get more interesting. Is, is And, of course, you can't really it. have, and this is what I was referring to at the start, you can't really have an objective view on this, can you, James? No, and that, that's another point because, I mean, I'm trying to look at this. I mean, I've played through all these games recently, and, you know, I mean, I've been playing them by streaming them, um, which obviously means that you're looking at it in quite a different way to you would if I was just sitting there. Oh, totally. There I mean, you, you really you know, want... That you know the comedy comes in digging yeah, shit out, and, so you're totally overanalyzing, you know, yeah, every and, minute detail. And that, But that's also why this game has been quite difficult to stream, I think, because there's not a lot there to do that with, which to me indicates that this is not a terrible game. Because there was so much in like Beyond, and there was so there's so much in Fahrenheit, and also I mean particularly in Heavy Rain that you could really highlight and focus on and just and rip to pieces. Whereas this, there isn't that so much yet. It's so it's hard. Like think, you know, for yeah, I think that needs to difficult. be recognised as well. I mean, like there's that, and there's the fact that you've actively said on this show that you're prejudiced towards David Cage, which probably doesn't help matters. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's it's you know people watching your stream and stuff all right, you can get some aspect of what you do and do not like about this game. But I mean, it's a totally different, it sets a totally different mindset when watching yeah. it. Um, and, and it's just, 
like important to recognize that i think mm-hmm. you know what no, i mean i it's, totally agree with you yeah it's um because like i said you're when you're doing streaming you know this it's you are looking at it from a different perspective and which is not i mean i'm not saying that it's not i mean i'm not saying that all the, i mean the stuff with like uh, with beyond two souls a lot of the stuff about that game that i criticized about that i stand by that because there was a lot of problems with that game it was a bad game i but, did not like that game yeah if you look at like heavy rain Although there was a lot of stuff which I laughed about with that game, there was a lot of really funny stuff in that, like unintentionally funny. It was still a fun game to play, though. Like I enjoyed playing that game. Beyond Two Souls, I did not enjoy playing. Like, I absolutely hated it. And with this, I, at the moment, I can't say that I'm particularly enjoying it because I'm finding it tedious, but I'm hoping it's going to pick up. And I wonder how tedious gonna... you'd find that stuff, though, if you, you weren't consciously aware that there was people sitting watching waiting to be entertained that that's the i mean there is that to it but i don't know i mean i that's a difficult i don't know uh, without playing yeah, it's it hard to the tell, other way it? it's it'll be difficult to say but as i said this is not a terrible game and it doesn't deserve to be i don't think it deserves to be said that it's a terrible game at all because so far it's not it's just boring <laughs> which okay. is which is i mean which that may sound damning but i'm hoping it's going to pick up it's um yeah but there you we'll go we'll see We'll yeah. see. Um, that's not the only game you've been playing this week. The, the the other game you've got on your list is a game that I've also been playing, uh, which sort of come out of the blue. I, I mean, I'd heard of it before, um, and I, I think I even applied for code for it, but didn't hear back. Uh, and then we got we got a few codes sent through. Uh, Yoku's Island Express on yeah. the Switch. Um, I've played through it from start to finish, and by finish I mean I've completed the main story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a side-scrolling pinball game. Uh, it's like a, there's there's not it's not a platformer, but you do move to left to right. You control a beetle, uh, and you're pushing a ball along. And the the story side of it is that you've just landed on this island, and you're the new postman for the island. Uh, and then you soon realise that it's got this whole history of several gods uh, looking over the island, and they've all been killed apart from one of them, uh, who then moved to another island and set up this. Uh, this new uh, sort of utopia for all of the creatures that live there. But then he was promptly attacked by what they call him, the God Slayer or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this whole backstory and you've gone to be a postman there and then you get wrapped up in the story yourself. Um, the the uh, yeah the twist to it is that it's a pinball game, essentially. Everywhere around these islands are these little pinball tables set up um, and uh, you progress through the island by... Uh, using flippers to bounce into the right places and move on to the next bit. Um, totally non-linear. It's like a Metroidvania game. So yeah, there's loads of areas yeah. that you can't access until you unlock abilities and then you can go back and, and do all this stuff. Um, and I'll say this up front. I have been absolutely loved. Like, I've loved it. Absolutely loved it. I've played it whenever I can. I mean, I'm probably about eight hours into it now. When I completed the game uh, and then loaded my save again, it said I was only 51% complete. So I'd seen the credits, but there's still loads of stuff to do. Um, and I have just, I love the music. I love the visuals of it. It's, it's got very sort of hand-painted visual style to it. Um, and uh, I love the characters. They all seem interesting. They say, you know, the 
it, it, there's so much to do on that island that it's crazy. There's bits that I don't even understand how it's possible to do yet. But then I'll find a new part of the island that I haven't been to. And then it unlocks a whole new series of events that I need to go and, and, and follow uh, around. There, there, there was a lot of um, worry at the start when I started playing this. Like it, it felt like traversal was going to be horrific because mm. every time you wanted to get from one part of the island to the, end, to the next, you had to enter a pinball table and then hope that you managed to fire the ball into the right place because if you missed, you went ended up somewhere that you didn't want to go. But then that gets resolved by like an unlock. Um, and by the end of it, I mean, I've sat and I've just played so much of this game over the past four days that I, I, I'm insanely addicted to it. And I can't, I'm fully committed to 100% in this game. Like I, I want to find every single unlock I want to... Um, follow every single quest and uh, to its completion. Um, I've done most of it. There's there's still a few that I've got no idea. There's like undeliverable packages that I need to. Uh, there's one left that I need to do, but I can't do it without um, unlocking something else that I'm not going to spoil. But uh, I have been blown away. And what killed me was that I text James like a couple of days ago and said, "Look, how, have you started Joku's Island yet?" And it was just after I'd finished the main story. Um, and James went, yeah, not really my sort of thing. And I was like, fuck, man, I really want to chat to you about this. Mm-hmm. But uh, but then you sent me a text today saying, actually, I've been playing some more. So what? Like, how far into it are you now, James? I've just got, you know, the ability where you can like go down into the water. Like you can... Right, okay, yeah, you got the fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just got to that. And you see, I mean, when I said to you it wasn't really my thing, it's because I had similar concerns about like the traversal thing with the, you know, with the pinball stuff. Because... I'll be honest, I mean, I'm not a pinball person. I don't, I never play like pinball games because they just don't interest me, like at all. And I know people probably get angry about that, but I just, I just don't find them interesting. And I wonder, so I wonder I, if you're, because I was exactly the same as you mm-hmm. until the PS4 came out. Like, okay. I, I was just like, oh yeah, pinball, great. But it wasn't until I understood what pinball actually was, like the mm-hmm. actual sub game to the thing, that I started realising that, whoa, these pinball tables are not just trying to keep the ball up to get as many points as possible. There's a whole sub game hidden behind every table. And then that's what sort of, it was that Zen pinball, Matt, mm-hmm. where I suddenly oh, yeah, realised that, that, hold on, there's like achievements and tasks that I need to do on each pinball table. Like that's the point in these things. And to some extent, that's what this game feels like. At first, it feels like I'm just going from pinball bit to pinball bit and then moving on. And then you realise that there's so much more hidden stuff in there through the through the lights that you need to light up and the different paths that you can open up that you realise that, oh, there's m- way more to this game than I thought there would be. Way yeah. more. And that, I mean, and that's what I found with this because I've, I've start, I started to find that the traversal stuff was not so as bad as I thought it was going to be. Well, you unlocked the beeline, right? Yeah, and that's that's when it started to become more interesting. And now I've been really hooked on it. Like I've been, I mean, I've played it since I spoke to you. I played it today, like quite a bit. And it was one. It is one of those games where I didn't want to put it down really because I started to explore and it things started because you know like you start to realize like how those tables work you know like, how each area works and then yeah. you know how you you know you unlock you know you have to unlock like doing things often like the same thing over and over again and then it unlocks something and it's like oh okay now I understand like how how to get like through this bit but yeah it's it's it certainly is interesting and a lot better than I thought it was going to be I think what what I'm interested in with this with you David is that I mean this is like this is like a Metroidvania like style game which I know that you don't really play like you've never really been into those at all no 
would this make you want to try one? Because um, it depends, right? Because one of the I, I've been thinking about this a lot as well. Because I have really enjoyed the aspect of going, oh shit, I can go back there and do this now. Yeah, right. I've got this in the back thing. of my head. Like I love it. Yeah, and that's yeah. the whole idea with Metroidvania game. Yeah. The problem I've had with Metroidvania games before is that I haven't wanted to go back and yeah. and uh, visit past areas. It kind of feels like retreading old ground. And mm-hmm. but for this, because I'm enjoying flying about the island so much, you know, every everywhere from using the beeline, which is the sort of it's kind of a um, a fast travel mechanic, but it's not. Um, there are like rules to it, and you know, it's, it's just not not a, a direct fast travel mechanic. And um, to actually enjoying playing the pinball side of things, mm-hmm. um, which which the more you play, the less it becomes a pinball game for sure. The, the more you sort of open up onto different things and get to get different powers and that, there's a lot less of going into tables and trying to figure them out, and more there's an area of a map that I haven't visited and how do I get to it? You know, mm-hmm. it feels more like a environmental puzzle than it does a, a, a pinball game towards the end, especially like post credits. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, uh, if a game made that stuff easier to like zip about in, then I guess uh, the closest but they do. I've, that's, that's the thing. Yeah, and I, it's... Maybe I haven't seen that side of it, you know? I mean, because the thing is, is I mean, what what I've always really enjoyed about those games is that, like, over time, you, you know, you unlock more of these abilities, and then you get real like mastery over the environment, and you can like it is so fun to just go and explore because it's the traversal is what is exciting about them and what is what interesting, especially once you unlock more stuff. I mean, if if Super Metroid ever like gets like a Switch release or in somewhere, or whatever, I'm definitely going to gift you a copy because I think I really think you'd like it because it's it's I mean that's like the pinnacle of this. Like still, it's it's still like absolutely amazing. Hmm. But that's I mean at the moment I mean there's Axiom Verge on uh, which which I've talked about already on here, um, which is on the Switch. But I don't think you'd like that. I think you'd probably hate it uh, in, in because of the the way the environment's laid out. I think is I don't think you'd enjoy it that much. But I don't know. It's I, I've been surprised by this because I I really when I started it I initially did have that sort of gut like oh it's a pinball game I'm not interested in this and then you discover it's not really like well it is it's, but, re- you know, it's, it's really really good I mean yeah. it's so charming the, the, the that music and the beeline is just brilliant and mm-hmm. um, Harry's been watching me play the full lot and he, he just absolutely adores watching it um, I was a bit worried because there's like a, a few scary sections in it with big bosses and stuff um, but he totally did he was fine with that um, and I just uh, I love the I love the island I love it like I love the different sections to it I love the different characters that you meet um, and the, the, I'm just I can't wait to get back on it and, and, and find new secrets because it it genuinely feels like that it's that, that sort of thing where it's like oh my god I don't know where to go I don't know what I'm doing like I don't know how I'm supposed to get to this part and then you unlock something. You're like, whoa, right, okay, there's this whole new thing. And that's yeah. the addiction side this of is it. Metro just about to put it down. This is, this is why Metro of When is really cool, David. This is like exactly why I love it. All it's right. like... I'm just sad about this game. It's good. Um, There are a couple of things that I think it can improve on. We're playing on Switch, and um, I'm finding that the the loading doesn't quite keep up with the speed of the game sometimes. Only when you're using the beeline stuff. That's when you're, like, firing across the island and stuff. It sort of stutters a bit, uh, which really, I don't know, really bugs me, like, really winds me up. Um, And there's also, uh, like, I hate the fact that the map doesn't tell you where the different areas are. So, like, it will say, oh, why don't you go up to such and such peak? And I'm like, okay, cool. So I look at my map, and it doesn't label what each area is. And I just thought that would have made things so much easier. 
you know what I mean, to just tell me what the areas are called because I'm not going to instantly remember what each area is called. And there's fucking a lot of areas in this game. Um, when you arrive in each place, it does tell you at the top of the screen, but when you're plotting your path, you want to know you're heading in the right direction because it can be a ball ache to, to head, like to change, um, change your path and go somewhere else. Um, and I've found it sometimes that, um, I've been caught up in those pinball tables and didn't want to be like this set of like, I've accidentally fall down, fallen down a hole and I've ended up in a pinball table and I'm like, Oh God, now I've got to do yeah. all this stuff to get back out of it. Uh, that stuff's a bit shit. But, but other than that, man, I, I like, I really highly rate this game really highly. It, like if mm-hmm. I was reviewing it, it'd probably be a nine. Um, because I'm still way addicted to it, even, even though it's, uh, it's finished. And that comes out tomorrow, I think. Uh, or it might come out on the, when, tw- I think it's out on the 29th. It's either the 29th or the 30th. So it might be out today as you're listening to this. It might have come out yesterday. But if this sounds like your sort of thing, then it will be your sort of thing. Because there's nothing wrong with the game in terms of, you know, like at first you'll have a few concerns about how it plays and stuff, but they they just dissipate the more the more that you play, and then when you realise that there's so much more to it than just a standard straight story from A to B, there's like when I'd finished it, I was like, it was a bit of a surprise when the credits rolled. I was like. But I've got all these other tasks that I just haven't done yet. And then, of course, after the credits, it just drops you back in and goes, yep, there you go. Go and finish your stuff. And it feels it feels like a classic Nintendo game. It's not a Nintendo game. It's made by Gorilla Villa. Gorilla Villa? Yeah. Villa Gorilla? Oh, Villa, Villa Gorilla. Gorilla. It, yeah. And, and uh, it's published by Team 17. And so it's not a Nintendo game, but it has definitely got that. Here are the credits. Now go and do the tough shit. Like now go and do the collecting and and um and finding all the secrets and stuff. Uh, and I've found I've so far I've found that very very satisfying, very satisfying. And I've unlocked stuff that I'm kind of like, wow, this is really this has opened it up even more. Um, but I don't want to you know spoil it for you, James. But there's, there's a lot more to the game than just the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the story in itself is is it's nice it's a nice story i mean it's nothing mind-blowing there's a there's twists involved but you can read them a mile off it's that sort of thing uh it's a classic story but uh that's that we've heard a million times but it 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 does enough to dress the gameplay and 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 make you want to continue through the game so it's uh yeah it's good i mean honestly if it sounds like it's your sort of thing then it will be because it's a good game and if you you're into pinball and you're into Metroidvania <clears> stuff, then this is uh, this is a you must have really, especially on a Switch, man. Just like playing it on handheld every now and then feels great. The majority of oh, majority of the time, I played it on the big screen with the Pro Controller. And my word, those the triggers on the Pro Controller and this game is so yeah, satisfying. Nice yeah, it's, it's, it's so springy. satisfying. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. that springy and that fud of like the the way that the flippers go. It, it feels great to play. So, um, yeah, really, really, really happy that I've played this because I wouldn't have played it if I hadn't have been sent a code. And I, I sat down not really knowing what to expect because I'd heard things about it and I wanted to play it. But, uh, you know, it looked like so many games that you've seen before in terms of visual style and um, it had that quirky music and stuff and it's like classic indie stuff. But it just nails it. Like, it feels brilliant and there's so much more to it than I than I initially thought. So, yeah. High recommendation for me. I loved it. Loved it. Yeah. James, finish that off. 
I, no. I, I've got a feeling that you'll like the post credit stuff even more. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna uh, yeah, I'm gonna go back to it because it's yeah, it's my Switch game at the moment because I always yeah. kind of like just one on the go at a time, and that's that's my game. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, okay, right. So to top off my list, I've been playing. Uh, I played the On Rush beta quite a bit. Did it, either of you played the actual On Rush beta? I didn't actually know. I did not know. It threw up more concerns than I was hoping for. Way more concerns. I went from thinking this is going to be a game of the year to going, okay, steady on. It's got some problems, um, and I'm slightly worried about it. There's so there was a game mode that we didn't play at uh, Rezd, and it was basically split into two teams as you were before. But this one, it was just every time you boost, it went into a pot for your team. So obviously, if you died, if you if you got taken out. There's your team's not getting as much boost put towards their pot, and whoever tops their pot up the most wins. Basically, that that that's that's how it works. It felt way too similar to the time attack one, and the time attack one felt um, a lot more responsive. Like you knew how you were you were uh, doing. You knew that if you were getting gate after gate after gate, you could see your timer be you know juggled. It kept kept going up and stuff. Um, with this you didn't really know how well you were doing, how much you were putting in uh, to your team's, uh, your team's goal. And it, it just kind of felt a little bit like, okay, then remember, cause when we played on, on, um, at res, we were playing in land mode. So there was literally no lag in this, you know, people that play racing games online, they know that they're not the most stable games to play. So, this had the problem of you going to try and take someone down and they disappeared and then reappeared the other side of you. And I'm like, that ain't cool. That does not feel good. Um, also, the hit detection stuff was a bit of a worry. That was a bit of a worry at res, but it was really, um, uh, really like a lot more uh, noticeable when you're playing online because w- the way the lag was working, suddenly my car would just be flashing red out of nowhere and I wouldn't know why I've been hit or why that's happened there's also been times where I, I tried to like steer into someone but i come off worse than they did for no reason like it felt like i should have pushed them into a tree but i sort of just bounced off them and started flashing red and i was like why this is weird so as much as it is still fun to play because my time I spent with the beta it was probably about two hours i still enjoyed my time with it there was a lot of okay i'm enjoying this but how can this go on to be a competitive game the way that it's like, that's what the whole future of this game rests on, that it's a fun competitive game. If it loses that competition through lag and um, uh, responsiveness, like lack of response from knowing how much you're competing towards your team, uh, like you're contributing towards your team, sorry. And how, uh, how like the rules on how to take people down in the game, then the longevity of that competitive side of it it fades away and it, and because you can't trust it and you can't get into that side of it you play you'll be playing it for about say 5 to 10 hours and enjoying it but not going further than that um and i think this game rests on a, a long future um the the only thing saving grace for this is that they they announced two new game modes that look great one of them uh is uh it's like a it's, it's called Switch, where you all start off on bikes and then you work down, like, so you get one of every vehicle and then, like, so you automatically switch to a new vehicle type. But once that's gone, that's gone. Uh, and then once you're on your last vehicle, that's it, you're out. 
Um, well, hang on, so, so, and, so you, you as a player or as a team, as a collective? You as a, you, like all of you, no, so what it is, you you have one of each, by the, this is just going by the video, right? So I might not get every uh, detail correct, but what it looks like is that everyone's got one vehicle type. Right? You all start off on bikes, but everyone's got one life for each of the vehicle types. Once that's gone, you're out. Um, so you can see how well other players are doing by what vehicle they're driving. So it seems like it automatically switches you to the next one up or whatever. So when you see someone in one of the big trucks, you know that they're on their last life, so you'll be going for them. So there's a response there. Like, you know how well your team is doing while you're driving. Um, You know who you should be going for, who you should be avoiding. Um, And then once everyone loses all their lives on that team, that's it, the other team win. there's there's another game mode where there's uh it's like a king of the hill type thing where there's a huge green zone that's in front of everyone and you've got to get in that zone and claim it um so you get in there make sure no one else is in there then you claim that zone for your team again visual responsive uh the visual response for the competitive side of it you can see what's happening um and that seems to work a lot better i still think that the time attack mode is great so if the boost game mode is the only sort of bad game mode and these other two look as good as they they sound or they are as good as they sound then um i think yeah this could work but it's there's a lot of netcode stuff that needs to be sorted in time for launch and i think it's out next week so hopefully i'm just, i'm hopeful for the game but i'm a lot more concerned than i was after rezzed you know what i mean yeah cause it is such fun after rezzed it does look fantastic fun uh, I guess I was want want to know how how deep that gameplay. Or do, do you think there is much strategy? Do you think it could be? I mean, obviously there there are teams, different classes, different vehicles. It seems to feel like there should be a level of depth and strategy strategy to this. I mean, if, if your team is doing well, this a certain is way they, in a race they, I mean, or battle, you think, okay, well, I'm going to switch to this because I know I can do these jumps or I can take these players out. Do you think there is that, or is it actually just quite? Well, skin, I, uh, this is it. This is this yeah. is what's worrying me about the hit detection stuff. Because if you can't be a hundred percent sure. Of what's going to happen when you're going in to take someone out like if if there's that risk that you're making a maneuver but you could come out worse through no no fault of your own other than the games decided that he hit you rather than you hit them when you know that isn't the case because you've steered into them that's where the strategy is lost uh there's also the problem where i had i was playing with randoms so you know the the sort of back and forth with my team <clears> and what to do um that wasn't there so it's hard to tell at this stage, um, and of course it's a it's a beta, and uh, you know you you can't really tell like how much better the final game is going to be. Um, so I, I, I'll have to play it, man, and 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 it will take hours before you realise what sort of tactics are involved, um, and it will take a lot of watching other people play and see if there is a legitimate way to sort of work as a team. Uh, from what I've played so far no I haven't seen that stuff but I wouldn't have you know you don't see that stuff that early on in a game like this anyway um, I mean the first couple of hours of playing Overwatch you were literally just shooting you know what I mean like you didn't really understand yeah. what the tactical advantages were of uh, picking certain certain players so yeah too early to tell I hope it's there and I hope they nail it because as a game it's fantastic fun I've seen a lot of people getting angry as not a finish line because for those of you that don't know on Rush, um, and I don't know if we've mentioned this at Rares, but it's not a race. It's not a racing game. It's a car battling game. You know what I mean? It's um, 
uh, it's there's there's not a racing mode. You're not trying to get to a finish line. Um, I suppose the zone one might be considered racing because you're racing to get in the zone, but you still got to make sure that you're taking people out on the way. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. The jury's out. I'm a, I'm a lot less confident about this game than I was, which is sad really because I'm so fucking pumped for it. Um, but we'll see in we'll see in a week or two. Yeah, I really hope it has a good reception because. Well, it, uh, it just looks like a fun game to play, especially if everyone's on it. It could be absolutely class, and it was great at res. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully they sort the lag issues out, and, and it's uh, it plays like a dream, but we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be an interesting one. Uh, and that's it for me. Uh, I, I mean, I had played other stuff. I played Rainbow Six and uh, went back to that. That was really, really good fun. Uh, is a new map out it. yet? Rainbow Six? Yeah. I'm not too sure. I didn't play it. There was. Okay, I know cool. there's new content coming. Um, I've played a lot more PUBG and been enjoying that. I've been taking it easy, really, with my gaming, because I know that I haven't had much to... Because uh, I haven't been on the show. It's just nice to sort of just play games that I want to play rather than... Have you played any more God of War? I've finished it, yeah. yeah oh, okay, amazing, it. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I thought the ending was fantastic. I really... It, it's been a bit... It, that's, it's a bit controversial, uh, the ending. Some people... Not controversial as such, but some some people don't seem to like the ending. Um, I thought it was very good. There was one aspect of it that I obviously don't want to spoil. That I was kind of like, there's a bit of a twist towards the end, and I was kind of like, well, why, why, who cares? You know what I mean? Why is that? Like, the characters seem to think it was more significant than I did. Um, but uh, yeah, and it, it, there's there's bits at the end where it's kind of like, I wish this had, I don't know, I wish it did something else rather than what it did. Um, you know, there's a, there's a whole, it's kind of like there's a hold mode bit, like a challenge area. And I was kind of like, this isn't needed. This feels like it's just been whacked in there. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, I tried to go back and do some side stuff. Uh, like we were talking about how I didn't do much side stuff during my playthrough and I was going to do it at the end. But the, again, the traversal in that game does not make it a great game to go back to and try and mop up things. You know, it's all like, hubbed areas and stuff and it's kind oh, of God. like i i that's uh, so i'm also playing a game and i'm loving it and i think i'm like five chapters from the end so i'll get it done for next week's show but um the, the worst bit for me is actually like getting around the area yeah. like, there's a bit where you have to go back to another location uh, back go back to a location you've already been to and i was like how do i even get there because the map isn't great you can only you can only like put um teleport to certain certain sort of areas and i'm like okay is it this way i was walking for ages and i was like no i can't Go, this isn't the way to it even though i was basically near the area but i had to go all the way back there wasn't like a go back to like previous you know hub world it's just yeah i don't i don't find that very fun or satisfying at all really no no wandering about the place isn't fun in god of war it's just not um yeah. and it was it, the 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 uh it was the main worry that i had with yoku's island i thought it was going to be exactly the same where it was kind of like oh my god i'm going the wrong way i'm going to end up here and but that finds a way of dealing with it whereas whereas god of war doesn't really so i think i might be done with it um but yeah i mean yeah it's a, it's a good game it's a very very good game like they, i don't want to take the shine off it at all um and i don't know why i feel the need to keep pointing out problems that i've had with the game because i've I've loved it from start to finish but uh that yeah those sort of little niggles stop me from going back to it and i think if anything that's just really disappointing because i love the combat i love the love the like the world uh i love the story i love the characters but it's just i'm not finding it fun enough to play and mop up stuff you know it's a shame 
James, yeah, did, did, did you go back to it after credits? I haven't, no, but that's because I've got Detroit. I was planning to, but um, yeah, that happened, and so yeah, I haven't gone back yet. But I plan to. Fair enough. Fair enough. What? Sorry, mate, I cut you off there. No, no I was going to say, yeah, I mean, I, I've, uh, I, I'm still playing it, and I mean, it's a very, very long game, arguably longer than uh, I wish it was, but I'm also really happy I stuck with it. Why? And I, I, I'm enjoying I think, it more and more as we get on. I think it felt the perfect length really i think if it, it felt it didn't outstay its welcome at all it get like constantly up like yeah i, no, I it felt wasn't it even felt about really the game it's just more my me being anxious about actually having the staying power to finish it but i'm definitely on the i'm i'm i'm, I'm you know getting on the way towards the end now so it's, it's, i'll be having where are you up to week, what like what if you can talk around it like, um what, you've I, done the chisel bit right oh yeah i've done that bit yeah that whole area um, is absolutely incredible Oh yeah, I mean, like there are so many bits. Where I was like, God, this looks absolutely stunning. Like the detail in, I mean, in everything, in the cutscenes, in like the armor, in the weapons. You know, like, and there's been some amazing fights and battles. You know, even I think I'm playing like the second easy, second easy difficulty, and it's just it's brilliant fun. I'm loving the combat. Um, obviously, there's a significant change that happens probably like two thirds of the way through, and now I'm enjoying the combat even more. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, in terms of where I am, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm on my way to a place I tried to get to, then couldn't get to. Now I'm definitely getting that way. All um, oh, right, okay, yeah, you're right near the end then. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm really glad I stuck with it. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm eager to play after this actually. So, yeah, but I'm still playing that. Um, uh, Dark Souls. I'm mopping up. I'm doing the DLC now. Uh, and I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. I killed uh, Night Arturish in last night's stream, and it's it's probably the best I felt after killing a boss in Dark Souls and probably my favourite boss so far. Um, I didn't obviously have that big, like, yes moment after Ornstein and Smo because I uh, famously summoned for it. But uh, defeating that boss last night was really, really satisfying. It's just it's just a fucking brilliant fight. Really, really it strategic. Is, yeah. it look, it you had fantastic. to learn the moves. Um, it was just you. It's just you and the boss. There was no like, okay, the it, the arena's a bit small, or there's annoying dogs. It's just you, the boss, learning the moves. And I, I knew what to do. You know, I, I, you know. Basically, it took me like a stream and a half to get it done. I knew what to do. I just wasn't putting it all together, or wasn't concentrating, or trying to be greedy. Um, but and in, in the end, the actual one I did it, it was like a near perfect run. I, I healed like once, and uh, I didn't use my shield. I was just, I just got getting the timing down on the uh, dodges and the rolls, and yeah, it was it was, it was amazingly satisfying. I was shaking afterwards, and yeah, I mean, from obviously months ago thinking. Oh, Dark Souls, I'm not sure, and it's a bit overwhelming, a bit intimidating. Now, I i mean, I could have finished the game already. I'm basically on the final boss um, a few weeks ago, but then I, I do really want to finish it. Pills did do a DLC. I'm doing that. Now I'm going to do a DLC, and I'm also going to mop up every optional boss that I may not have done in the main game. I'm going to join some covenant <laughs> I don't, stuff. I still don't know who these optional bosses are. No, I, I can't remember. You were saying before the show, so and I was like, I'm, I can't I'm sure people in the chat, and, 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 and they'll probably like uh, go on their Discord and tell us, but I'm sure I said there's like three bosses left to kill, then the final one. There's an optional one I didn't, maybe one optional one I didn't do in the main game. Anyway, I'm going to do all that. I'm going to join like the Sun Bros Covenant. I'm going to mop up as much as I can, because I don't really want it to end, and, and then go finish it. So it could be some weeks yet. But yeah, I'm loving the DLC, and I just absolutely love the game. It's just incredible game. You're welcome. It's just incredible game. Um, what else have I been doing? And then, uh, yes, yeah, so I got a war Dark Souls, and I'm playing this. I think this demo actually on my Switch. I haven't turned my Switch on for like 50 years. Um, it's a demo. I'm not sure if you guys have downloaded it, but I saw some 
some buzz about it, or maybe it's just people saying oh, there's a demo out. But it's a game called Sushi Striker, The Way of Sushi. Yeah, I've seen the I've seen the advert for it, but I've not. We we haven't played it. Yeah, so I downloaded this, and um, I, I've even played a demo, and I'm enjoying the demo. But basically, I downloaded it, because in my head, for some reason, I thought it was like a sequel to a game that had been out ages ago on 3DS, but it turns out this is like a totally brand new game. Um, so I must have got confused about that. But this game is basically, from what I gather, it's basically like a, it's like a, ma- it's like a color match puzzle game, where you... You are you, you play as you you play as a woman, this girl who's in this land, uh, I presume in Japan or somewhere over there, where sushi has been outlawed, and now this uh, organization called the Empire, uh, you know, this sort of dictatorial dictatorial sort of organization has taken over and said no one can even think about sushi, let alone eat it. Anyway, you uh, you are desperately hungry and you want sushi, and that that's basically the. Uh, quite elaborate story for this uh, for this puzzle game uh, in fact even the demo itself there are absolutely tons of cutscenes. uh they're all like quite quite anime in in, in the dialogue and the style um but yeah if, i mean I, I never want to skip cutscenes ever um but after like i mean I, there are so many in this i just i had to skip a couple because i was like this oh is man you should get the much. ones in puro puro tetris they're like it's. Um, uh, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I also never skip them, and but they're like fun. And then I was like, okay, I just want to get to the game because there are a lot. Anyway, um, the game itself. So it's you versus an opponent, obviously, and you're basically um, you're looking at these lanes. You know, like in uh, Yo Sushi, where you have like sushi on the conveyor belts. You basically have three lanes of sushi going uh, from left to right or right to left, and on those lanes there are coloured plates with sushi on them. And you can either by using the stick or by touch screen, you basically have to like swipe across when there are, when there's more than one color plate next to each other. Uh, and you can do it with, with your hands or you can do it with, with the, uh, with the sticks. Uh, and basically the game, the game is to, you know, to, to try and get like two or three or four together. You, you can't change where they are, but you can sort of, you, you can basically like hop, drag on two and wait for like maybe like the middle conveyor belt to move and then you can add another one and add like five or six to your to your chain once you've once you've done more than two they go into like a stack of plates next to your player uh and they have a multiplier so i think if you have like two or three it's like 1.1.3 times but you could like wait and get loads of red plates together and then basically you flick them to your opponent and you defeat them uh, you also have these things called uh sushi sprites which are basically little creatures i believe they're almost like they're, they're, they're little creatures that have their own skills which you can level up and um, you have like an energy bar on screen once that's full you tap that and one of your sprites you can have up to three but the one I've got in the demo at the moment he does a special move again to take energy off your opponent and to kill them um, okay, so they're the mechanics like is it good uh, it's really fun. I mean, so I, I, I'm definitely getting. I'm not sure what the studio's done before. But I'm definitely getting a sort of elite B agent style vibes from this. I'm not sure if it's like the way the graphics are presented. The, the music's the music's pretty banging. It, it, it's very much uh, a video game. It's like you know, you know it, it, huge like flashing graphics and like just crazy music. The, the gameplay is really really fun. And what surprised me is actually I'm playing with just a touchscreen. I'm not actually using the sticks at all because I felt like touchscreen was way quicker to do the flicking and and this that's, re- that, that's really weird on the Switch. I've I've barely used the touchscreen. Yeah, I mean, In fact, it's, actually, this is the first game I've, I've actually used the touchscreen. Yeah, when yes, I, when yeah. I picked up um, uh, all the menus in Kirby's uh, uh, Kirby Star Allies, um, all the menus in that are touchscreen. So when I picked up the the Switch or whatever. Uh, off of her, like from Harry and went to put it in a dock. Like I realised I was touching all the like the menus were going crazy because I had my palm over the top and I was like, 
oh yes, this thing's got a touch screen. Like even even just like in the in the main OS or whatever, I never use the touch screen. I'm always using the button. No, I, I, I'm always quicker with with the D pad and the sticks. And I tried it on this, but I don't know because this is just about quickly linking linking sort of uh, the three lanes of co- of coloured uh, plates and sushi. It just felt quicker for me just to quickly up swipe. I'm, I'm almost like I'm drawing on the screen to quickly match these colours together, uh, and, and it's really, really satisfying. I'm much quicker. I mean, maybe I'll try again with with the sticks, but. Um, yeah, it's a really, really fun game. I, I think I'm actually going to buy it. This comes out on the eighth of June. Um, yeah, the music's banging. It's uh, there are loads. You can basically upgrade your 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 sprite creatures. You can upgrade yourself. There's other levels and different things to unlock. Different sort of specialities and skills. Um, the gameplay is really fantastic. There's also online and maybe local, but definitely online multiplayer. You can play against friends. Uh, but yeah, I, I downloaded this thinking, oh, Sushi Striker, I think this is a massive franchise. It's not. I think it's a brand new game. <laughs> so I, I've literally no idea where, where where I got that from. I think I guess I saw there's a tweet. Some people were quite excited about it. Have you guys heard about this or have I just heard seen one it. excited tweet and thought it was something bigger than it was? heard about no, it, I but I didn't think no. it was huge. It's um, Yeah, because yeah. it's also come out on 3DS. And again, when I, thought, when I read 3DS, I thought, oh, this must have come out years ago on 3DS and this is a new Switch version. Um, but no, it's coming out also on 3DS in, in June as well. But, um, yeah, I think if, if you're into those sort of, cause it feels like a music game as well as like a, a match, a color match puzzler, but you guys should download it. I, I mean, music wise, it's banging as it is. Cutscenes a little bit, a little bit much for me, but, um, yeah, I think this might be my, my next Switch game and God, it's been a long time since I last bought one on, on the eShop. Oh man. I like, I see, I, I think you'd love Yuki's Island though. A game, maybe. I wonder that. I wonder how much it. Right, so I'm looking on here. It's on Steam at least. It's uh, sixteen pound, which for me, I just think is a uh, still like it's okay, well so worth it's like, sixteen pound. So it's gonna be how- like twenty eight pounds on on Switch then. You reckon? Yeah, you know they always add like it's always more expensive. On It'll Switch, probably at be nineteen ninety nine. I think. Mm. And even at nineteen ninety nine, I think it's worth it. There's so much game there. Well, like, how much is this one? The Sushi game? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I've just basically uh, Argos are selling that Yuko's for thirty quid. Uh, what? It's all, you're it, kidding me? No, no. It's, it's basically it's physical as well. It's like thirty quid in Smiths and game, oh, right. thirty two quid in Argos. Oh, right. You Yuko's? It's Yoku's, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Yoku's. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, right. The physical version, right? Okay. I wonder. Oh, they can't be selling that for twenty nine ninety nine if it's fifteen pound on fucking. Steam, surely. Okay. Well, have you well, seen the difference in price for like, Street Fighter? It's ridiculous. For it's thirty like... quid, for thirty quid, yeah. that mm, I'm... actually, I've just checked the price of Sushi Striker on the Nintendo eShop at least. It's forty quid. No way. Yeah. Oh god, that's that feels pricey. Yeah. Oh dear. All right, Nintendo, come on, mate, come on. Right. Okay. Cool. Is that is that it? Did you have any others? Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm fully into God of War. That'll be done next week. Fully loving Dark Souls. That'll be done uh, in a few weeks. But yeah, I'm just just bits and bobs. But it's, it's mostly those two at the moment. To be fair, just enjoying life, man. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. I'm enjoying life. My name's Matt Murray. I need to. I was hoping to get Detroit, but um, maybe maybe next week. So I, I'm really good to play that. But. I'll play yeah. eventually. I will play eventually. I've got to really, but um, yeah, not not just yet. See, I, so I was thinking right. of like sending it to you, Dave, but then I'm worried that you're going to do to me what I did to you, and so it's you know 
What do you mean? A what? Oh, come on. I think <laughs> you I owe wanna, me that. Because I want to sell this, and I'm just worried I'm never going to see it again, and then it's going to be 40 you, quid down you the know, drain. You know that yeah. I won't be like that. I reckon you should, James. You know I'm not like that. Mm. You know I'm not like that. Yeah, Sushi Striker, by the way, it's 35 quid physical from Amazon. Wow. On Twitch. Okay. So, Yogi's Island cheaper, mate. Get that. It's good. It's good. Right. Okay. Should we get to uh, emails and ting? Yeah, why not? Um, if you want to email us, it's thecomputergameshow at gmail.com. Uh, the first one's from Hayes Red Mist. He says, love the interface special. Here's a question for the reunited yeah. foursome, although three now. Um, John's what- leaving us. John has left the show. Yeah, if you're free- just tuning in on Dash Radio, <laughs> John yeah. has left the show. He is out of here, baby. Uh, it's a shame, but... Free man show. We must move on. We must move on. Anyway, uh, what gaming item do you most regret getting rid of or selling? I myself regret many years ago literally giving away my Sega Saturn and all my games to some co-worker who I wasn't even that friendly with when I left my job in Kent to return to the North East, simply because I couldn't be bothered to carry it on the bus. What an absolute twonk. I know this will hurt Matt the most hearing this. I mean, honestly, everything. Like, I, I, like, I have always bought things, you know, and and got what well, got what I could have and and sold them. But I mean, I I wish I had a master system to 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 play some of the old master system games I loved. I, I wish I had all my consoles. So everyone, I regret, but I'll sell. I'll just keep selling, I guess, until is I'm it dead one that sticks out, like where you genuinely think right now that you wish that you still had it. I mean, uh, uh, it is my Saturn, actually. It, I wish I had my Saturn here so I can go through those games I loved years ago. Oh, and, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, kind of feel I, like I, that. I, the amount of times I've, I've looked like CEX or, you know, like some eBay, I'm like, maybe I could just buy like a Dreamcast and some job lock, job lock games and, and, and the Saturn. I mean, I guess if, if I really want to, I would just buy all my Sega consoles again. I'm less fussed about selling the Xbox, less fussed about the GameCube, N64, but it, it's, it's the Sega consoles that I wish I... I wish I still had, but um, yeah, all of them really. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the sat just to play Sega Rally, just to have Sega Rally there would be nice. Um, yeah, yeah, that game. Uh, but but no, I I think I don't really regret this stuff. Once it's gone, it's gone. I haven't got a problem with it. The the closest thing that I can think is also Saturn related, um, and it wasn't even me. It was when my brother sold the analog controller. Oh well, so, of nights. Uh, yeah, yeah. When when I had like when I had to play night, like didn't have to play. When I wanted to play nights after that, I had to play on a fucking standard pad, and it's it's not the same. It's absolutely not the same. Uh, also, that controller was batshit. It was literally a disc. <laughs> it was just yeah. so weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love I loved that thing to play nights with. It's good. Um, James. Ah, uh, see, I've I've I'll tell you what I regret is. When, you know, like during the GameCube era, that was when I had like steady work and I had like a pretty, I had a lot of games for that machine and I then sold them all because I mean, I had stuff that was all like, you know, like all the Resident Evil games and all that kind of stuff that got re-released and like I had a couple of things that were like kind of rare as well and I sold them all because I needed to fund trips to China. And I sometimes regret that, to be honest, because I missed those games because they were really good. And, and it was you really did nice nothing the but moan about China when you were yeah. over there. So and it wasn't it's, even so it's, for good You know, course. but I, had, I, had, I needed the cash. And it's, yeah, that I've kind of regretted that sometimes. Also, I mean, I let go of a copy of, um, of, Res, of Res for, like, Dreamcast um, about two it's years ago. It's worth a lot now, isn't it? Yeah, and well, it was. I mean, I sold it for like I think it was about ninety, about ninety quid or so, which was obviously way more than I paid it for. But you know, I still kind of regret that. 
because um yeah yeah i um i had shining force three chapters one and two on disc for saturn and um obviously yeah, this is only a few years ago actually since i moved to leeds and i sold them i, was, I got loads of money mm. for them but and i've still got games upstairs and loft like the game the animal crossing on gamecube with the limited edition with, um yeah. memory card i mean i don't have you know, but when it, before Eddie got here, I was like, okay, I'm gonna sell all my CDs because I got Spotify, all my games got goes to digital. When the rest I'm just not using, you know, DVDs, I got got everything. But there's a couple of things I've still got. You know, I've still got Sega Rally actually on disc. I've still got Fighters Mega Mix on yeah. Saturn. But I mean, I've got most no of my stuff. To play is, them. Most of my stuff is all like Mega Drive and Super NES era stuff. I've still got all that because it's not really worth a huge amount. But I mean, I sold Skies of Arcadia for GameCube, and that's oh. like. That's really hard to get hold of now, and it's like I'm, I've always feel annoyed about that. I sold yeah, that on. And I've, aren't they like? Re- wasn't it a re-release or something? Rumored. I'm sure I've heard a Sky Sky's Arcadia. Arcadia recently. Maybe I don't I think so. Imagine. I've not heard that. That was a good game. It was uh, that was a, a fun game. But yeah, so yeah, I missed that. Okay. Okay. Next one is from John in- John English. He says, "Hi lads, greetings from down under. Love the show. Being the same age as you lot and having two kids, I feel like I found a little niche to get down with." Found your pod just as our second kid was coming out, and it really helped me get through some stressful times. Ah, Thank you. Cheers. Um, Anyway, I was thinking about games-related gifts I've got over the years, and I've realised I've been really lucky. My boss bought me Bioshock for Christmas back in the day. My wife surprised me with Metal Gear Solid HD collection for Vita, and a work colleague brought me Dark Souls 3 last year. Enough bragging. What are your best or worst gaming presents you've ever had? Have you been lucky like me, or have you got the Lee Carvello's uh, putting challenge equivalent? Yeah, <laughs> um, no, I mean uh, the the closest thing to an error that someone's made by me a gift was I asked for Outlaw Volleyball on uh, the Xbox because we played the demo loads and we really got into it. I don't even remember Outlaw Volleyball. They they had like Outlaw games. They were just like wisecracking versions of sports. Um, and Outlaw Volleyball had a commentator on it. It was Steve Carell. Like it was like that. It was just really weird that he was doing that shit before he got like really famous. Um, uh, but instead of buying me that, they bought me Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. Oh, and what I was you like, about? Oh my God. Like... Well, no. Well, firstly, <laughs> giving it by your dad. I was kind of like, <laughs> what does dad think I am? Like, what, like he must have seen that and thought, what the fuck have I bought myself? What is my son stage, asking who, who for? Who cares? It's, uh, no, yeah. I, I loved it. I loved it. So I was like, I didn't really care. Um, then uh, what? What? Then, but but the problem is, is that whenever someone buys me a gaming gift these days, it's what they ask me what I want. So it's not really been. I've never really been given a surprise like that. I'm waiting every time. Like there's, every time I have a birthday, or whatever. I'm thinking. I think Joe's just gonna buy me an Xbox One X. Like as a massive surprise. You know what I mean? I'm thinking father's day is like next week <laughs> yeah maybe that cool start that's never gonna happen it's like 500 quid no chance but maybe that maybe she'd do that no she wouldn't but just come on yeah, i don't get this is the thing i don't get i don't get gifts like this from people so it's yeah, yeah me neither it's not really happened um, don't get gifts from people not really well, I mean, not, not anymore well i don't want to get into that because it's it's a sore no, point go on. but no because it's just um, uh, no, because no, because this is like this is personal. I mean, I'm basically well, you have to tell us now. There's no way you can't tell us now. No, it's just it's just like my wife's got a long history of like either forgetting, well, not forgetting, just like not you know not bothering and or it just being rubbish. It's it's been quite a lot of that over the years. But you I know. would say this though, James. Right, Go on. I'm on the flip side of that. Completely the flip side. 
mm-hmm. because I've never given a shit about birthdays. My family have never given a shit about birthdays. Mm-hmm. Joe's family are obsessed with them. Like, I mean, to the point where we have to sit around in the front room and watch the person open each present. No talking. Just watch them open presents one by one. Okay. Right. And the other side of it, like, like honestly, I, it, the day after Joe's birthday is always an argument because uh, it, she expects more from mm-hmm. gifts she expects more from attention and she expects to like be treated like this i don't know superhero for the day you know what i mean like i've got yeah. crazy like some sort of god for the day like the other side of it is not so great either mate i'm telling you yeah i mean like i mean from chen i always get like like i mean i have got things from her which seems things like a belt like i've got a belt one yeah <laughs> that was and that was like from and it was a belt from a supermarket like not a good belt or anything like that it was just like that i do literally get like Mate, socks and stuff like that i wish i last year for for, for my birthday or this year so for my birthday i got some half share which i bought myself and i was like and then so she wrapped that and a glasses wipe okay. a glasses wipe. Oh, right, yeah, yeah you know like a little bit of like fabric to wipe the glasses i mean Nowadays, like, usually I'd buy on. myself a game or whatever around that time, and then just like, yeah. okay, this, this is my birthday game. I'm going to buy this, but yeah, I don't rely on other people to, me. to do it because like, like, I, I had, my, uh, you know, my parents basically stopped getting me gifts when I moved up north um, because one, I you know, I I offended the family by moving away from Bognor Regis town. Uh, but yeah, basically they said, well, you're old enough to move up north, so I luckily have I got a card. Then obviously you get well, married. Back, back. I didn't have any, was what? was this also was this when you know after you'd started calling them by their first name as well. <laughs> I might as well do. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and so so I, basically, I'm lucky if I get a card from my parents. And for Christmas, we might get we'll we'll get something we'll get some money for Elodie, but get nothing for us because now it's not about me anymore. I'm it's just yeah. all about Elodie, which is fine. Yeah, but it's nice to get presents, isn't it? I, I like. I mean, yeah, but... I, I wish. Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> Going back to the birthday thing, um, I'll still winds me up to the day right for Joe's thirtieth. I paid for like I put money behind the bar because she wanted to have a bit of a party. So we went to a nightclub and I put money behind a bar for her and all her friends, right? I um, bought her tickets to this, like, uh, the Friends Fest thing she wanted to go to. So I bought her tickets for that. Oh, um, we've been to and, that. We've got that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get her something. I got her something from Harry. I can't remember what it was. Um, but then I also thought, oh, I've got a couple of quid left over in a budget. I'll I'll buy her, like, she likes throws. Like, you know, like blankets to, mm-hmm. when she's sitting watching the telly, she likes to have. So I bought her like this nice blanket. To this day, she still says, every, tells everyone that she meets that for her 30th, all I bought her was with a blanket. And I have to <laughs> step in and go, no, I also pay for this, this, and this, and this. Oh, oh yeah. can you pass me the blanket that you got me for my 30th? Like, and I, I, I just want to scream. I just want to scream. Uh, sorry. You, you can't wrap up a nightclub, Dave. Come on. Mm. What's that? You can't wrap up a nightclub. No, you can get people pissed in there, though. It's fucking expensive. All right, next question. Okay, um, where have we got to? We okay. didn't actually answer that, but... Um... No, but it's fine. Uh, oh, okay. the question. I've just seen a bird's eye advert that used the phrase winner, winner, chicken, char-grilled char dinner. Uh, while the phrase predates PUBG, is this an example of GameSpeak entering the advertising world? Have you seen any, any other cringy examples of gaming-related speech in TV advertising? That's from Liz. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it it does predate it, but the reason why it's in that advert is because of PUBG, isn't it? Blatantly, it's got to be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there's some, there's some like twenty something in the birds like, advertising market, and like, okay, guys, like we've got to capitalise on this. We sell chicken, chicken ears are blowing up everywhere. We've got to do this, and uh, you know, uh, 
Yeah, but what about Fortnite? I don't worry about that. That's a, that's a fad, <laughs> Matt said yeah. on the computer game show. Um, I, I I mean, not not an advert, but the most cringiest use of of gaming references I've ever heard was the more like Pokemon. Go to the polls. Am I right? Oh, that was horrendous. I, it made me feel sick when I saw that. I was like, "Whoa, you are." That is just embarrassing. I mean, if someone was to turn around and say, that's why Trump got in, I'd believe him. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> just horrendous. Um, yeah, but I can't think of any other examples in advertising specifically. I'm sure there's been those are like leet speak ones, but I can't think of any examples. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's like been stuff with like, um, I mean, it, it always like, I always have to point out the errors in, well, like when you're watching soaps. <laughs> it, I, I was always... about to say that. That's exactly the thing I was about to go to. It's not. It's not an advert. It's when they're like playing a game in a show or film. <laughs> where it's just you know, yeah, like like when you look at you get, get a brief look at the screen and it's like Mario Kart, and then uh, and then the sound effects again. Yeah. <laughs> or they're using an N64 controller and yeah, it's like 2018 it playing and COD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to have that yeah. in where they used to be, they were always playing on the PC, but it was always the music for Magic Carpet was playing. But then they were always, yeah, it was always like they were destroying the Death Star or whatever. That that, and how many times have you seen it on uh, where they're playing a Game Boy or whatever, but there's no game in it? <laughs> it's just <laughs> like, oh, come on. Um, I've been part of that. The, the advert that I was in with Fridge, I had to play a computer game. And obviously there was no game playing in the, like, we, I, you couldn't actually see the screen, so I wasn't actually playing a game. But yeah, they were all freaking out about, because the guy turned up with an N64 controller, but it was an official one. So then they had to pop down the shops to go and get an unofficial one, because they didn't want the Nintendo logo in the thing they could get done for it or something. So it was like... Oh, actually, have you guys seen House of Cards? Yeah. Uh, no. Like, House of Cards, he plays like a few games in that, and I'm sure he plays like, well, he definitely oh, he plays... plays a- he played Vita as well, yeah, and like, was they it. were like promoting it heavily. That was yeah, pretty was funny. It, I, know, he, he, I can't remember what game he played on Vita, but he played things like Killzone or like an FPS, and yeah. also played like um, Monument Valley, and yeah. that felt like a quite a protracted scene where he's like, oh, look at this game, and he's like, you can clearly see the game, and he's like, oh, that's what I do to relax, because I'm the, I'm the president, but I still love games, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not really embarrassing. That isn't dialogue, that's just yeah. what I put in my head, but <laughs> it was a bit cringy. More like Pokemon Go to the polls, eh, Matt? Eh? Am I right? Am, uh, am I right? You are right. You're correct. No. Okay, next one um, we've got <laughs> is... Hey, fellas, uh, listening to James's story last week about him buying the GameCube on launch day and having no money for games was sad. Poor James. So what are some of your more positive memories of getting a console on launch day? What console are you most excited to get and were the bundle of games any good? For me, it's got to be the... Uh, the 360, actually. I was well pumped 360 was the yeah. most excited I've ever been for a new console. Flat yeah. out. Got a bunch I mean, of games with it as well. It was, it was amazing. It was, I remember, I remember, because I, like, you've heard the story before about how one minute I was getting it on launch day, the next I hadn't, and, you know, some guardian angel hooked me up in HMV. Um, but, but the build up to it was insane. I was phoning every shop just constantly trying to work out whether I was going to get one day one. I remember when I heard rumors that um, the local game station had a, like a, a, a demo unit set up a couple of weeks before it come out. And I remember going there and just like holding the pad and almost throwing up on it because it felt so well, that, nice. That was a Call of Duty 2 one, wasn't it? Yeah. And with yeah, those I little Samsung TVs. Thinking, yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. I, I just remember thinking, this is it. This is fucking it. Um, 
yeah, so I was, I, I was obsessed with that. Um, I was less obsessed with... It's funny because that is my best memory leading up to buying the console. Um, but it's not my best memory afterwards because the launch day games weren't incredible, were they? I, re- I remember spending so much time on Bankshop Billiards, uh, James. I think because we it was played like, that a lot. And we did. And also Call of Duty 2, that was probably the, that was the good one. I mean, We that didn't was, play that it online, a, though. We didn't play no, Call of Duty 2 online. Wasn't it broken? It was like it didn't work that well online, from what I remember. No, it, was just, it just wasn't a great online shooter. Um, we, we, played, uh, we played a bit of uh, Project Gotham. Uh, and that that was fun, but it wasn't yeah. enough to like properly, you know, take over our lives. So we just sat on bank shop billiards for like the first couple of yeah, months. We played, it wasn't until we played hours of that. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, it wasn't until Rainbow Six come out that it was kind of like okay, right now, now we're bang into our online gaming on the 360. Um, but then there was uh, the, yeah, no, the the one after that, the the uh, like post buying the console, it has to be the Wii. Because everyone was so into it, and they were quite hard to get hold of, and I managed to get one day one, and that, uh, as you said last week, Matt, that weekend just taking it around people's houses and just playing tennis with them and stuff like that. It was, it felt like magic. It felt like total magic, uh, which is a shame because it come like it turned out to be one of my least favourite consoles. Um, but for for that like opening two months or whatever, I just remember I was I was um, sharing it. Like, I was having a house share. There was like, loads of housemates and stuff. And we would just stay up till the early hours playing bowling. Like we'd have like league tables and high school leagues and all that sort of stuff. It was just that bowling game was fucking incredible. I mean, no? for me, the no. original Xbox. Okay. Like, I mean, so I'd be excited for loads of launch days, and I remember like being like incredibly excited getting a PS2, even though I knew that I could have sold them for like thousands on eBay, all that sort of stuff. But I was happy to to keep it and you know. Play games like Fantavision, but I remember the original Xbox getting that and like playing Halo. Like, and and I've, I've two or three of us in college also got them, and we were my mate Ben's house and just played LAN. And it was like, God, this is mental. We are <laughs> playing games all against each other on like you know Blood Gulch, whatever the map was. Like, it was just absolutely insane. Like, Project Gotham Racing looked amazing on that as well at the time. That's so weird because I had that experience with the PS2. Like the the land gaming started with us for the PS2. Oh really? Because you didn't you yeah, have a network adapter and stuff for PS2? The, the, it was an iLink cable. It was basically a USB to USB cable that you hooked up. At, there was like a blue square on the front of the PS2, and we were just playing Time Splitters like constantly. Ah, oh, Time Splitters. Yeah, that's incredible. It was, we we were smashing that, and of course, like you could put two multi taps in and play eight player Pro Evolution Soccer. So we were playing like large scale local gaming way before the xbox come out um and i remember when the xbox come out we were all like this is dog shit and my mate dom bought it uh he was the one that was obsessed with the dreamcast and we were kind of like mate you fucked up again this console is dog shit rah, rah, rah. and then he come over one night with like loads of pads and halo and we all went out and bought one that week we were like yeah. th- th- this is just too good uh and then of course yeah we all bought xbox live together because it come at a time when Xbox Live launched, it came at a time that we were just finishing uh, college and everyone was like going to university. Well, so, some people were going to university, some people were going straight into employment. Um, and it was kind of like, how the hell are we going to continue playing games when we're living like in different places and all of this? Uh, so we all got Xbox Live to sort of just keep in touch. And yeah, that that, that was good. The first time yeah, I mean, we like, like MotoGP on Xbox Live, that felt amazing. Yeah, it was good. There was that, and there's Mech Warrior and stuff like that. There was... Mech Warrior was shit. I never got that. No, it was Mech I, Assault, I enjoyed the it? Rainbow Six game. 
Yeah, that, that, yeah. I mean, God, we, that as I said, we've said this before, but like the feeling of going, like everyone's shifting to the next game. Like yeah. there was no, are you going to get this game to play online? Are you going to get this one? It was like, right, here's the next Xbox Live game. Let's all get it. So it was kind of like it started off with Ghost Recon, then Rainbow Six. I remember the first time we played um, uh, Rainbow Six online, and we were like, this is nowhere near as good as Ghost Recon. And then we suddenly got into it. Um, and then, oh God, like Wolfenstein and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, even a, even a new map launch felt like this huge event for Xbox Live rather than just that that game. It was yeah. it was a great time to be into it, online gaming, definitely. Oh, mate, do you remember you have to you had to use to use your Xbox online? You had to ring up your network provider, your uh, internet service provider, and say, oh, "Here's my MAC address." And they're like, okay, give it two to three days and it should be activated. Oh, God, man. I've, I've rung them up about four times. Yeah, I never had to do I mean, I, did, I played mine at uni and I never had to do that. So, I don't know, maybe someone else already did it, but I don't ever remember ever having to do that. But uh, I never yeah, having to get a CD to, like, enable Xbox Live, whatever that was. That was just an update, wasn't it, for the oh, firmware yeah. on, the, on the console? Yeah. That was big. It was because we had Blue Yonder, and that was uh, it was broadband. But like they, this, oh god, they, it, it still makes me cringe today that they called their modem slash router a uh, what was it a surfboard? Oh, Get your surfboard it. to go on the web. It's like oh god, we'll this the world wide web, mate. But then we we were online gaming before that. Like we when I first online gamed, it was on the PC, and it was. Um, uh, like, you know, Unreal Tournament and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it yeah. was all done on, what do you call it, uh, on dial-up. And it was like, mum's like, can you please stop playing a game? It's costing us a fortune. Uh, yeah. And it that was it. Dave, Dave, get off now. I need to use the phone. Fucking hell. God, I remember that. It's awful, I need right? to use the phone. Can you get off and <laughs> start? Fuck off, Dad. I'm on AOL chat and I'm getting somewhere with this lady that's yeah, definitely... Yeah, I've just said ASL that's definitely a lady. there. <laughs> I just said ASL on there as she answered. Yeah, <laughs> the chat is lit, Dad. I've just said ASL. You, you <laughs> won't believe the ages, sexes, locations of these people. <laughs> They're really enjoying the witty banter from Sega Dude right now, oh. okay? <laughs> Good. James. Okay, next. Uh, hi, guys. I don't know if any of you watch Humans on Channel 4, but as the third series has just started this month, do you think that they purpose- purposefully coincided this with the release of Detroit? I have no idea how much they think about these things. Loving Detroit, by the way. That's from Ben Kershaw. I would say absolutely not. Yeah, I think no they way. It's just a very, very lucky coincidence. I wanted yeah. to love Humans. I watched the first two or three from Series... No, maybe watch a bit more from Series 1, and I just couldn't get on with it, and I didn't bother Series 2. Oh, you're, um, you're definitely like Detroit then, Matt, because there's a very, very similar vibe um, going on between the two. It's, ooh, um, yeah, yeah. I'm there. it's pretty similar. Okay, um, should we do tweets? Do you want to move on to that, yeah? No, yep, no, let's not. Let's just sit inside. All right, should we, should we knock it off now then? Because it is like half past ten. It's a bit late. Tweet. Privileged. All right. If you want to tweet us, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. And the first one's from uh, Hearts. He says, um, <laughs> I, I don't really get this. It says, it says, at J.C. Farley is the goat when it comes to streaming. How do you not get that? I don't know what that means. We're greatest uh, of all time. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he never gets a shout-out at the end of the show. Why is that? 
So why is that, Matt? Why do you never mention my streams? I'm not sure ever? if you're definitely going to do it or not. But rubbish. Uh, uh, I've th- been doing but, it every Thursday well, for the last th- couple of weeks. That's your moment to pipe up and say, "Actually, I'm streaming, Matt," and then tell no, the I listeners. Just, I just want to see if you bother, or if you're just going to, you know, no, your I, ego. I can't forget read your mind. Just mention yourself. Don't say that. I can't There's read your no mind. way that you're going. Hmm. I'm going to see if he mentions it. You you've forgotten yourself to mention it. Not that's, true. That's it. I just want to see all where right. Matt's ego is going, but yeah, it's uh, well, it's, all, it's all about the Dark Souls streaming, it, Matt. Feel yeah. free. I think I'm sure. I'm very sure I'll say all our streams, but uh, as well as my own. But yeah, feel free to pipe up if you are doing some streaming, James. I mean, well, also reminding me for not promoting you. I didn't promote you. Then you didn't do a stream on the Thursday. So that's true. are you streaming this week, James? Yes, I'm. In fact, I'll be streaming probably pretty much every night, apart from when are you doing it. Your Wednesday, yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm. I probably won't be doing it this Wednesday, actually. Okay. Well, in that case, when, when, be... so is that your next stream Wednesday? Who's James? No, well, my next will be Tuesday, which will Brilliant. be too late. So your next stream is actually the day before yeah. this podcast goes out. Yeah, they won't, they, won't, they won't heard that great promotion there. Well, no, some people will because they'll have heard it early, won't they? Because they they download well, it early. So not, not until like way, ten o'clock on a Tuesday night. Either way, I'm going to be streaming Detroit Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday again, this week. So again, you know. dude, uh, no need to mention Tuesday because this comes out after. Well, some people have heard it, David, so it's fine. Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't agree. Darren Goggett says, uh, after not getting any cheers at the awards, um, will David and John be okay if they don't get any of the other fake awards? We, I don't want cheers from those people. Fuck them. We're above that. Oh, oh love me, love me, gaming media people. I, I, I don't want you to like us. I want you to fear us. Because we're taking over, baby. We're taking over. Yeah, Dave, you were, you weren't obviously here the last couple of weeks where we talked about Games Media Britlist. I mean, did did we did we cover everything? Is there anything we missed? Pretty much, yeah. It was fantastic, wasn't it? It was a really yeah, really fun. good night. I loved it. But, you know, I really like. I was ill, very ill, but um, I I really enjoyed it, and we, we got to speak to some cool people, and they said nice things about our show, and it was uh, yeah, I loved everything about it. Um, so I I mean, I got way too drunk. Those uh, those cocktails they were serving up were pretty heavy going, um, but other than that, no, it was great. I just like the way that James come up to me after one beer and went, I "Feel drunk already, Dave." I was like, oh, Look, "We've already been, been through this. I'm not. I'm not getting to be a long bit for, it. for James." It was a good uh, night. But anyway, very good night. Should we move on? Yeah. Um, sure. Next one is from SMW. He says, "Do you think streamers can hurt the sales of narrative-focused games?" I'm purposefully not watching James play Detroit because I know if I watch it, I'd never buy it. Will we see more companies go the Atlas route of imposing rules and limits on streamers? I'm surprised that it's allowed. I'm surprised that narrative-focused game, you're allowed to stream the full thing. It seems mad to me. Because like you couldn't do that with a film. With Persona, you can't do that. Like they they block all the scenes, so you can't. Yeah, you can't stream any of it. And yeah, it kind of makes sense to a degree because. Yeah, it would start. I mean, especially for narrative focused stuff, isn't it? Because it's it is you know, you, especially with David Cage stuff, there's minimal interaction anyway. So why not just watch it? I don't know what they will get out of people streaming that game. Like, I don't no. know what advantage they're getting out of doing that. Um, yeah, no one's like, going to say that's it. a great stream. I want to play that because they've seen it. Yeah, it's I, I it's bizarre, but yeah, no, I'm, I think eventually that they will start clamping down on that stuff. Because it seems mad already, to be honest with you. Okay, uh, next we've got... This is a question for David. Um, at MJL, question. I don't usually play tabletop miniature figurine-style board games, but there was a Resident Evil 2 board game on Kickstarter which made me change my mind. Is there any game you guys can think of that would make a great miniature figurine board game? What do you think, David? 
A great a game that would make a good board game. Um, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I can't think of one game that A, I'd be interested in, and B, would make a good board game. I mean, I don't even know what makes a good board game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what makes a good board game either, but I think something like, say, Overwatch, with loads of different character classes, different abilities. Oh, Matt, stuff come on. Like how, how would you... How would you like, the whole point of Overwatch is the arcade game gameplay style. Like that's what makes it so good. How do you yeah, translate yeah, that I onto a fucking any, board any, game? I assume this board game would, would be a bit of a, a longer play, but I can imagine you know throwing us. I, I imagine there could be more tactics involved with various different classes and abilities. Who knows? I don't play board games. The, 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 that Rocket League tabletop thing, I would play that. Have you seen that? It was a prototype at uh, one of the game shows last year of a tabletop Rocket League game, and it looked pretty good. So that that's my answer. That I'll be all over that. Yeah, I'd play that. I ain't gonna buy it, but I'll play it. Okay. Um, MD Kribbuffs says, what is missing from the Switch? Netflix. No, it isn't. No, Are you cares. really going to watch Netflix no, on God, that? No, God, no. It's a, it's a, it's a gag. Um, oh, right, I, it's a gag. I mean, what is missing? Hmm. Can't think. It's hard to tell. Like uh, uh, well, games, Fortnite. <laughs> I, I tell you what's missing a decent online, a decent online stuff. You know, like I want messaging, I want chat. Don't need it. Yep, but it'd be nice. That's missing. Fortnite's yeah. missing. PUBG's oh, missing. Yeah, Fortnite. I mean, that Fortnite's coming surely. E3. That's going to come in it for E3. Let's we'll see. Let's we'll uh, see. Okay, Andy Strange says, Dave, were the two out shows handled by Matt and James two bail goals or two carious howlers? Um, they weren't bail goals. Definitely, they might. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what they were? They were uh, bail second goal. Do you know what I mean? Okay. It, they got the job done, but they weren't spectacular. You know, I think it they was were more. Adequate. I, I would say they were adequate. I mean, yeah, they weren't amazing, but they were adequate. I mean, you're not a great person to review them because you were on it. You know yeah, what I mean? As an I'm, outsider, I'm pretty objective about my own work. So it's, I would know. say they got us through a rough period. Just, uh, but I'm back now. So we can forget them. How about that? Okay. Tom Doughty says, All right, chums, how would you rate the newer Star Wars films? There's another one for you, Dave. Uh, yeah. I, I think they're awful. They ruin the... Uh, with the lightsabers. James, do Matt? you agree? I mean, uh, I loved Force Awakens. Uh, Rogue One, nothing, not, not enough happened and it was fine. Um... Last Jedi, really liked. I still think Force Awakens was better. Solo, I, I probably will see it, but I'm not exactly killing myself to go see it. I, if I didn't see it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. What about you, James? You must be psyched for Solo or what? No, I'm exactly the same as you with feelings yeah. about all of those films. It's exactly and I'm just the same like, feeling. I, I, you know, um, I've loved Star Wars for as long as I can remember. Obviously, the prequels hurt me, etc. The new ones have been largely good. But I, am, I sort of want him to stop announcing new Star Wars films. I need a few years off already. Yeah. Even, like, if the, if the film was as good as The Force Awakens every year, I'll still be like, okay, we get it. You know, like, they announced, like, oh, there's going to be another, another side story of, like, a Land, a Lando-only film. And it's like, it's just stopped. Give me two or three years. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think, I mean, a solo hasn't performed that well in opening weekend sales reviews either. I think it's been fairly low. I just think, like, the next few just could be bad. I mean, you know, I'm hoping it's not the case, but I think it's too much too soon. Cool. Wow. Great. Is that it? Yep. Okay. Good. Last one. No, I've got one more left. So We've it's got not some... it then. No, right, I thought you fine. meant, is that it with Matt talking about Star Wars? Um, <sighs> at Lee Hannigan says, 
is it time to eat humble pie and admit that anyone who predicted Detroit to be an absolute pile of shit based on Cage's previous work was well wide of the mark? It's a lot of things, but it's not objectively bad in the way some of his previous games were. See, I, I take issue with a lot of that because I think some of the well, previous exactly games... exactly what were, you said. No, it's not exactly what I said because some of those earlier games were not objectively bad. Like, they really not. I mean, as I said, with like Heavy Rain, it's not. I don't think it's objectively bad but you can't say anything's like objectively good or bad anyway with reviews it's all personal opinion it's yeah i mean nonsense. if it's a te- if it's a technical issue yeah um well obviously yeah if it's like doesn't actually load or something like that then fine but but saying i mean yeah. saying that it's it's like a really good game at this stage i can't say i'd agree with that but yeah we'll have to wait and see have to wait and see all right then okay we're done matt what should these people do on social media, my friend? Uh, yeah, so we're on Twitter. Obviously, we're at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. We're also on YouTube. We've got loads of YouTube stuff going up almost every day, it feels like, in the moment, between James's incredible Detroit streams. He's also still playing Fahrenheit. James, are you going to finish Fahrenheit this week? Are you... I'm not going to finish it this week. No, I'm going to get through okay. Detroit and then I'll go back to Fahrenheit <coughs> and finish it. Cool, but basically so. there's a videos of James's Fahrenheit streams his Detroit streams and my Dark Souls streams as well as audio versions of the pod every week and anything else you might check head to chuck up there we are we would absolutely love your subscriptions on a YouTube channel it takes like two seconds just go to youtube.com slash the computer game show or just search for it in the app or whatever online find a subscribe to us we really appreciate that we're on Twitch as I said James is streaming loads times this week search for the computer game show on Twitch uh, and drop a sub if you've got an Amazon Prime account or Twitch Prime account Um, and we're on Discord Go to bit.ly slash TCGS Discord to find us there. And But uh, more importantly than that, we're also doing another live show. We're going to play EGX this year. Uh, we're doing we're playing on Saturday, 22nd of September, 5 to 7, Fine. hopefully. Uh, go to EGX.net to get your tickets. You just need regular day tickets to come see us um, for, for the 5 o'clock show. It'd be great to see as many of you as there as possible. We love Res, the Res live show. A lot of people have been saying, can I take my kid? And to be honest, there was... Uh, younger people in the audience for the Red show and it, it seemed to go okay we we curb the swearing as much as we can in fact i you know there might have been a muffled death word every, every now and then but uh, it was pretty clean yeah. um and uh so yeah so yeah, there won't be a problem there's not going to be an age restriction at the door uh for our show anyway so yeah, it should be fine i'm looking forward to that i'm pumped pumped yeah. Yeah, so go to egx.net uh, to get your tickets for EGX. And yeah, uh, 22nd September, the Saturday, they'll probably be in meet, no doubt, afterwards. Who knows? But yeah, get down there, get tickets. We'll love to see you there. Uh, it's been a month. It's been a month of uh, some admittedly half-baked shows, but uh, this one's been pretty good. Um, if you would like to show support for this show uh, and what we do, and if you would like to um, support us financially, um, then the uh, PayPal address to do- donate or, you know, not so much donate, but give us a little tip for this last month's worth of uh, podcasting. Uh, the address is paypal.me forward slash the computer game show. We're just putting our little hat in front of us and saying, hey, if you want to support us, if you want to chip in, then you can do so there. We really appreciate it. And uh, it gets split amongst the team evenly. Which uh, some of us uh, should really question, but are too too much of a cool guy not to. So that's it. We will catch you next week for another thrilling episode of the Computer Game Show. Thanks for living it. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.
Welcome to the O2 messaging service. The person you are calling is unable to take your call. Please leave your message after the tone. To re-record your message, key hash at any time. Dave, it's uh, it's Sean. It's time.